Free Talk Live. Give us a call at 855-450-3733. You can take take control of the airwaves here on the live Friday night edition of Free Talk Live with Mark. And Allie. And, you know, Ian's in the studio, but, you know, he's having all kinds of problems with the, the website or something like that. And, frankly, Allie, it's nicer without him. So... The, today, uh, Big 420. Yes. Yeah. Uh, did you go to uh, well, Concord? There's yes. some kind of uh, celebration going on there? Yes, in Concord this afternoon there was a rally in front of the State House. So uh, a bunch of people from Keene went. I saw people, uh, porcupines from all over New Hampshire, and then just some, I guess, Concord, na- uh, Concord uh, natives. Oh, I thought you were say naked because that would be a lot no. better. No, I, no one was naked this time. All right, so... Are you stoned? <laughs> no, not, oh, not no. Right, not right now. Not it's right war- now. It's worn off. I see. So it was like the big contact buzz, giant cloud yes. of smoke. Couldn't yes. really. How many people were there? Uh, I would say maybe a hundred or a little over a hundred, wow. maybe on the lawn of the state house in in New Hampshire. Yep. And police presence. There was one lady cop that sort of walked around and she addressed someone in the crowd and then she went away. It didn't seem like it was a big deal. And uh, that's all that happened. She told them to pull their pants up? What? Yeah, something like that. Gosh. <laughs> it's hard to imagine that there's this 420 rally on the lawn of the State House in New Hampshire with a hundred people coming to it and that the police just let it happen. Right. They, they're they totally aware of it. They just, How could they not? It's just that that's not... I mean, they're getting told about it. The activists are telling them, hey, 420 rally on the lawn of the state house." Right. And I, it's it's it doesn't mean that they're not going to continue to arrest people for... Yes, it does not uh, mean that. <laughs> ...for having a plant in their pocket, but... They'll come after you on their terms. Right. They want to come after you on their terms. And when there's not a big group of people around who happen to be in big support of people living free and, uh, you know, using their bodies as their own property. Now, I know that the the one that's in the University of Denver, University of Colorado, Denver, or something like that, um, that, that 420 rally, which is epic. Uh, it makes the hundred people on the, the house, state house lawn look uh, minuscule. Right. Frankly, it's a, it takes a, a much bigger pair and, uh, you know, much more metallic pair in order to stand on the state house lawn and have your 420 than, you know, some university out west. <laughs> but they have actually restricted people from coming on to the university. Have you heard about this? I have heard about this, but I'm unclear as to the reason why they decided to start implementing these rules about Fun police. Is they just did, oh, it wasn't that they didn't want it to disturb classes or something. Something like that is the claim. Yes. I mean, at this point all the classes have been disturbed for all the other 420s, and now we're going to start being serious about classes. When did college students start getting serious about college about classes? I mean, I when did that happen? I've I've never seen that. None of the classes. <laughs> like, certain students, perhaps, but not on a large scale. Just this overall concern for one's grades in college. It doesn't seem to be a big deal. I mean, maybe around finals or something, but start getting more concerned. Yeah. You know, I think that what it is, they wouldn't didn't want to be known for this. I mean, no school wants to be the party school, and they didn't want to be known for it. So they're stopping people who were ner- were not university students from coming onto the university that day. And I wonder if something like that's going to happen at the state house at some point. Not that they're going to restrict people, just that they're going to go out and do mass arrests. They can get together enough cops to do, a, you know, enough arrests to get two hundred people and just sweep them up. That's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I just think that that would be bad for PR. 
I don't think that it makes them. I think they realize that that does not look good for the police department when they just start mass arresting people for protesting. Although it hasn't stopped them in the past from doing it. I just I wonder why they sometimes do that and sometimes they're more apprehensive. Well, why not they would take it on their own terms? That's what they're doing. They're they're making the arrests on their own terms and it makes perfectly good st- sense from a strategic standpoint, you know. You wanna- I guess it's true because they do announce with the Occupy protesters who uh, a lot of them were arrested, they would announce when they were planning on uh having like an evacuation and uh, and then so people who stayed along were well aware of the risk, mm-hmm. so they don't usually just spring it on them. But I'm sure there's examples where they have. So. I think they probably <laughs> spring it on uh, this, this uh, particular rally. But I'm I'm excited. I'm I'm glad that uh, people are going out there and doing this protest. It's not my thing, but uh, you know, I, I I think it's awesome. I think it's awesome that uh, you went out and and that's, you know, thanks for going. Do you think that any of the people in the state house? could care less if there's a protest going outside or do you think that that affects them i think that okay so it's the new hampshire state state house which makes it different than the other 49 state houses new hampshire has the third largest legislative body in the english-speaking world um it is truly a legislative body of the people so i think that you're probably convincing those they're not politicians as much as they are uh, you know, your, your next door neighbors. I mean, mm-hmm. these that's really what they are. They're not career politicians. These are people that have other jobs. Uh, mostly they're people that are retired, but okay. yes, they have had other jobs and they're getting paid $200 a year or whatever it is. It's some minuscule amount. So, um, Ian, you coming back? Hey, no, I'm just listening to you. Yes. All right. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get caught up. We've got serious problems with the website right now. So, okay. Well, yeah. uh, you can come and go as you please. I'll, I'll run the show. But they're not career politicians, and I think that they're more flexible than career politicians. Politicians tend to be very, very in bed with law enforcement and the unions and things like that, and it's it's not quite that way. So, yeah, I think that it matters for the state house. I don't think it matters as much for the Senate. There are only 25 of them, but there's, you've still got some, some friends as far as the uh, senators go. Does it really matter, though, who makes up the legislative body so much i mean doesn't doesn't the power corrupt no matter who's in there who you throw in there power does corrupt but there's not very much power in the state house okay uh, i mean as a think about it for a second as 400 people it's about the size of a town meeting mm-hmm. there's your vote isn't that powerful you're you know there's not people coming to you and saying hey how about a trip to bimini for your vote but, I mean, but that doesn't mean that people don't uh you know get corrupted because look at the or or that it doesn't attract the corrupt still look at the the lady who got the beauty laws passed in this state sure. she owned the beauty school I mean, it's just per classic example of government corruption. It, but this wasn't the first state to have a beauty, uh, you know, whatever cosmetology rules that there were. Right. But the point is, despite the 400 member legislature, she still was able to pass something that was obviously going to benefit her like that. Yeah, so. Clearly. I, I, I'm not going to say that it, the people will not be corrupted. I'm only saying that there's less so. The, the, the more power you have, the more corrupt you will become. The less power you have, the less corrupt you will become. So, For sure. I think that's true. And I think that's one of the reasons why New Hampshire has one of the smaller you know, probably, if not the smallest uh, state government. I'm not sure if it's the smallest, but it's certainly one of the smaller. I've ones. heard that there are fewer state employees per capita in New Hampshire than there are in other states. I think states, that's the I'm... most relevant number as I... far as the per capita. Yeah, I, that's Couldn't definitely say. true. Couldn't say. But I, you know, I mean, still, the governor is a giant feminine hygiene product uh, that you might call it, that you might use on a summer's eve. But um, he, 
you know, and he's not going to as long as he's in there, he's not going to be, uh, uh, you know, approving any marijuana legislation, even the slightest amount of decrim. It's too bad because he's lame duck, right? Yeah, he's out of there. What's I mean, he got to lose? Loves himself uh, some police officer unions, basically. It's sick. I don't know who's going to go in next. I, I, don't, I have no idea. I'm not going to even speculate whether yeah. it's going to be Republicans or Democrats. It seems like, uh, I don't know. It seems like it would be a Republican year in national politics. National politics has a great deal of sway on state politics. But the Republican candidates stink so much um, from a, you know, when you look besides Ron Paul, but it doesn't look like he's going to get the nod. I mean, maybe he will. I hope he does. But how dare you say that about Ron Paul? Apparently, some of the Paul bots are, are very upset at people who are speaking out uh, that they think that maybe Ron Paul's not going to get elected. Well, I mean, he clearly he doesn't have <laughs> he hasn't won a decisively a single state. Right. Um, I mean, you know, I, I hope he does. But I'm I, you know, when you when you have that level of denial, you're really setting yourself up for upset. Absolutely. Plenty of people are going to burn out uh, as soon as this election's over. I mean, I went to court today. I had no expectation from a logical standpoint of winning, and I felt a great deal of upset and burnout just from going there and losing a case and feeling like, you know, it was – it seemed obvious to me. What it was, it was it – was, I was disenchanted because I felt like, uh, you know, in school – the, legis- the judicial branch was supposed to be unbiased, and they were supposed to stand above the fray and, and pass down what they consider to be just rulings. I didn't see that How would they today. do that? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, can you tell us more about your court case today? Sure. In moments here at 855-453-SACL-CAI toll-free toll free line, 1-855-450-3733. This is Free Talk Live. I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. 855-450-FREE. The SACL-CAI toll-free line here tonight. It's Ian. Allie. And Mark. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Oh, actually, no, you can't. I'm sorry. <laughs> the site is completely borked. We <laughs> lost uh, a hard drive earlier today and have been having problems ever since. So well, I apologize. was it yesterday? What was the excuse yesterday? The, 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 we switched IP addresses, so like when it rains, it pours, you know? I see. <laughs> you can't predict when a hard drive is going to go on you. I see. So, so this is something, some of our equipment or some... No, of- this is a server. There's a server in a rack somewhere and wherever. And we rent it. And right. And from some company. Right, which, you know, normally it runs and everything's cool, but the hard drive crashed, so they put a new hard drive in and now there's some issues how come sites like, oh, I don't know, Facebook and Yahoo don't have this kind of problem? They probably pay for all kinds of redundancy. I see. <laughs> how much more would it cost I to have another server? I, really, I don't know. 
I don't know these things. I need to figure that stuff yeah, out. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Bitcoins, you can believe, you can believe Bitcoins aren't going to crash. No way. They're the totally distributed. <laughs> world's first potentially anonymous digital cash. With Bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service to abide by. Anyone can download the free Bitcoin software and be using them in just a few minutes. With Bitcoins, you can send and receive money without fees anywhere in the world. You don't need the permission of any bank or government entity. To learn how, visit WeUseCoins.org. It's WeUseCoins.org. And now, thanks to BitInstant.com, you can have Bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. To buy your Bitcoins with cash, visit BitInstant.com. It's easy and it's fast. I've done it. BitInstant.com. So, Ali and I were at the 420 celebration in Concord, as I think you guys briefly discussed at the beginning of the show. But Mark, you had a court case this morning for a parking ticket in our little keen. Yes. How'd that go? Well, you know, I mean, the parking tickets here are five bucks. And the way I see it, they have this unsustainable system for handing out parking tickets. It's contrary to a thousand years of jurisprudence. How in the world can they cite you for something that they can't prove you did? I mean, a parking attendant comes around, sees a car parked in a parking space. Makes perfectly good sense, right? You park, park cars in the wrong cars in the wrong parking space. You cite uh, the car and send it on and off you go. Well, you agreed to a social contract. Right. Whatever you agreed to. <laughs> but I don't know how you agreed to the social contract. You moved, you moved to, to uh, the area oh, and parked you your car. Me that they don't have parking you, tickets You parked elsewhere? your car on the, uh, the criminal gang's territory. <laughs> right. And they don't like that. Uh, they, they must. They if must you don't not. pay them. Uh, they must not like it because they clearly are driving business to places where they don't have metered parking. I mean, I'd rather go out to eat if I don't have to pay for parking. Or, I mean, it's been there's been instances where I was going to go out to eat at some place and I didn't have change for the meter, so I just went someplace else. But I guess there's really no way to know if they would have, uh, you know, have charge for parking if it was some private company doing the spaces. But it seems kind of unlikely because when I go to any grocery store, I never pay for parking. It's true. Um, most places in the United States, that's true. There are certainly in the the big city metros, you pay for parking in private entities, you know, right. some place to park. And that's where parking's in higher demand. And, but only the government can mess up parking as badly as they do. For sure. But the problem is, is that, you know, under English common law, you're supposed to be charged with something that you've done and they're supposed to come up with evidence to prove that you did it. I didn't park that car. I'm telling you right now, I got on the stand and I testified to it. That, so the only evidence in the case is I didn't park that car. I didn't park that car. Well, they've written a law that says that uh, I'm, I am not allowed to allow, permit, or suffer. I love how they write these things, as if anybody talks this way. Legalese. Uh, yeah, suffer anyone to park my car that way. Well, I didn't allow, permit, or anyone, uh, or suffer anyone to park in that parking space. I didn't say park there. I didn't suggest. I, they didn't ask me, hey, is it okay if I park there? Uh, I, I, they, they didn't you know, say they were going to park there, and I didn't allow it and still allowed it. I had mm-hmm. nothing. I mean, nothing. There was. I had no idea that car was going to be parked there Someone that day. Someone had borrowed the car. Someone borrowed right. the, used the car. Right. And, and they parked there. And they parked there. And so how in the world did I allow, permit, or suffer anything? So, I mean, these are positive I guess you allowed acts. them to borrow the car. The, but, but that's not the point. 
The point it isn't that if a car is yours and somebody points uh, parks it someplace, that doesn't mean where. You see, these are these are not helping verbs. These are action verbs, and the they need to prove that I made an action. Apparently, asked, they don't. I asked the meter lady. <laughs> Apparently, they don't have to prove. The parking that. control lady, do you have any evidence that I allowed, permitted, or suffered anyone to park there? She said it was there. And, you know, because I, I can't there. tell you how many times the judge told me that I wasn't allowed to ask a question. Wow. I mean, it must have been, I don't want to exaggerate, 20 times. Wow. 20 questions they shot down. Irrelevant, 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 just over and over again. I, I mean, I'm like, look, I'm trying to point out that this is an unjust system. We're not worried about justice here, just the law. That's right. I mean, this court, this judge literally... I said, are you telling me that justice has no place in this courtroom and you're only huh? concerned with the law? And he, he skipped over it, but, I mean, he didn't deny that that was what was going on. Yeah. Then the prosecutor said that I needed to prove that I did not allow, uh, suffer, or permit anyone to borrow my car. That's not how it's supposed no, to it, work. Right. This isn't the like crap that. that you were taught in school. And it for $5, I was able to get the most amazing education. And then I can right. impart it to other people. And but, you, you did did have uh, JJ there, I believe, recording the entire thing. Yeah, it's thing. recording, and uh, you know, I mean, I can't say that the the video is probably twenty minutes of best spent in your life. Or anything was it only like about that. twenty minutes? I, I couldn't ask any questions, Ian. Wow. I mean, once they once he they shot really down, shut you down. Like when I was right. in Concord, I had no problem asking a bunch of questions. Well, absolutely, they're not the. Let's see, this is the point that I'd like to make to you, Ian. This courtroom is borked and it's borked because oh they of the know who you are Absolutely. yeah it's borked because of the free state it is it is i mean this prosecutor how do you prove that you why can't. don't you prove it you, you cannot prove it. it's exactly. paranoia it's only He's speculation paranoid. so right? how are you going to claim it's guilty if you can't even <laughs> isn't it is isn't the i don't have free to state is it possible the prosecutor's better i mean there's just a better prosecutor he knows to object more often I mean, I have. Uh, I've been surprised. That I'm telling you, the, pros- the prosecutor Hold on a second. didn't even object. The judge was objecting. Oh, the judge was doing it for him. <laughs> you know, wow. wow. Can but, he even do that? I thought the judge wasn't supposed to do that. He right. can't. He can't drive justice out of his courtroom either. Well, the or, funny thing uh, is, make it so that you can't uh, talk about the Constitution. For but long, they did for long-time listeners of the program. Your judge today was not Judge Burke. It was uh, the fill-in guy, Lane. Judge, listen, I, I, you know, Judge and Burke and I a, at least have an understanding. I've never met Lane. Lane has always been seemed like more a laid-back guy. Maybe you caught him on a, a bad day. Well, he he he. I'll tell you what screwed up big time in a case just before mine. He uh, ruled on a case before the defense rested. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. The, the attorney's like, well, <laughs> well, that's it. You lose. Incredible. The drunk lady goes free. Yeah. So what are you <laughs> going to do let's about go it? Celebrate the martinis. So you had your rights trampled uh, in a parking ticket trial. What are you going to do about it? What am I supposed to do about you it? You could appeal. Uh, for 160 it, though, bucks for a five dollar ticket. Yeah, so I guess they're just going to keep victimizing people, right? Uh, you have, I, I guess, I have one of two choices. I can duck and run like most folks do. Yeah. Um, you know, p- attempt to pay the meter as often as, and I do attempt to pay the meter. Uh, and you know, when I get a ticket, put the five bucks in the little box, and you know, because this costs money. I spent this is the second day at court. Because I had to go for an arraignment type thing. And sure. You could be working. I, I could be working. Now, I, I was able to do some work on my phone, but I would prefer to have done other sorts of work. Toll-free number here tonight, 855-450-FREE. Uh, maybe more court experiences well, in I'll tell you what the other choice is. 855-450-3733. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. It's Free Talk Live. 
technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by SACL-CAI. Today, businesses, banks, healthcare providers, landlords, utilities, and educational institutions are plagued by a burgeoning rate of customers who fail to pay their bills. You may believe this debt affects only those industries and businesses. However, when people don't pay their bills, all customers pay the penalties, which are manifest through increased prices everywhere. So if you have or know of any businesses that require assistance with collections, tell them to call SACL CAI for a no-cost, no-obligation proposal. SACL CAI, they reposition companies to zero in on principal operations and regain their financial foundation. See their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page. Well, you can't actually because freetalklive.com <laughs> is totally down and has been down since probably about 11 o'clock this morning after a hard drive crashed. Uh, we got the hard drive back online, but the uh, the root password had changed for some reason, so we have to force change the, the, root, password? the root password. No. Admin? Uh, we had, it's not going to be that. Uh, we had to force <laughs> change the uh, the root password. And so that's happening right now. And then while during all of this, the stream goes down. Now, just to be clear, this one of the Free Talk Live high bandwidth stream is hosted on a different server entirely than our regular website. So what are the odds that both uh, servers would crash on the same uh, the same day? That's what happened. I'm stunned. The, the LRN.FM server is still up. The uh, the high end server, the web server is down. So you can still listen at high.lrn.fm in your in any media player. You can open that URL. But right now, besides that and H I G H yeah H I G H and besides that uh, and our uStream excuse me our live stream channel those are the only ways that we're getting out via the internet right now. So our radio listeners are really uh, able to listen to something that a lot of people online right now are not uh, being uh, able to access. So, way to go, old media. <laughs> Keeping the old media links going. I'll tell you, that's one thing that radio really has on the rest of uh, you know audio out there, audio delivery methods. Because th- just think how many button clicks there are between you and listening to whatever it is you want to listen to on a computer or, or device. I mean, with if you're my, listening on the radio, you mean, or just in general? No, it, it, on the radio, it's turn the knob, click, you're listening to what you want to listen to. It's instantaneous, or as close as you can get to instantaneous. Right. Whereas, just to answer my telephone when it rings, it takes three or four swipes right. for me just to get through the mishmash of things that are going on. It'll get better, Mark. One day you'll learn. Right. Well, I, well the, learn? I'm doing everything right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there may be a better interface, whereas all I have to do is, uh, you know move my eye and say hello or something like that but today this is how things going with a little computer gizmo read my mind it'll be meshed in plugged in they are coming out with those uh, google glasses i don't know if you saw that headline but it uh, they look pretty cool i'm excited yeah you're gonna have a heads-up display effectively so uh, let's get back to your but court don't case. You see, have you, do you see people wearing the little earpiece thing and that never take it off 
the I Bluetooth? I do see that, yeah. 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 Don't you think that's a little weird? I don't like it when I think someone's talking to me and then I realize they're talking on their phone. I just can't tell. And then I respond to them, and then I realize, oh, this is uncomfortable. Yes, I've been I've 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 been forced into an uncomfortable situation by somebody who's doing something weird. Yeah, <laughs> and I I think that people still wonder about folks that are talking and talking to themselves in cars. I mean, they shouldn't at this point, but I just I just find it a weird fashion accessory. Look, when you're done on the phone, take that thing off your ear. And by the way, the uh, Genesis Communications Network is also still online, so you can listen through their streams as well. The board awesome. points out, and he's correct about that, at GCNlive.com. That's one other way that you can get tuned in here tonight if you are looking for us online. 855-450-FREE. So maybe you want to call in and talk about your experience uh, going to court. You're certainly welcome to do so. But, Mark, you've been sharing with us your observations about today's railroading in the yeah. uh, the local King District Court. I mean, I, I don't know how else to call this. I've <laughs> They... I, I repeated over and over to them. They didn't prove that I parked a vehicle. No one. There was no evidence introduced. But they don't have parked. to by their own uh, statutes Indeed, or whatever. But their, their, their ordinance says that they, that I needed to allow, permit, or suffer. You, you allowed someone to drive your car, and so therefore you, be, you apparently are responsible say, for it, them parking. It doesn't say that I allow, permit, or suffer to someone to park to drive my car, and that I then become responsible for where they park. That's not what their little. Well, that's your interpretation, magic, right? That's what it comes down to. You know, they they like, yeah, well, this is what we meant. Mm-hmm. But this, you know, the, the letter of the law counts when it affects you. So much There's for being all able to... Ti- all yeah. kinds of times that the executive branch enforces laws in ways that they were never intended to. Oh, yeah. Look at the wiretapping law. How many cops have gone to jail for using the wiretapping law for, put- for putting somebody in jail for video recording them with a handheld camera? That's not wiretapping. Why haven't any cops gone to jail? I'll tell you why. Because there's a collusion between the judiciary and the executive. The crap that you were told in school... Checks and balances, ...is Mark. a lie. Checks, checks and balances. Lie. 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 <laughs> Wait a minute. The government school would lie to me about the government? I don't know why huh. they don't just tell you this. You'll do what you're told. When you're told to do it, you'll shut up and you'll like it. Why that is not what just tell people, people do. that? I mean, that is what people do, what they're told. I mean, why do they suggest the judiciary is somehow there for justice? I mean, the judge told me that he wa- basically all, said that he you know, wasn't. This is one of the reasons why I love what Mark Stevens writes. Whether or not his tactics will work in a courtroom are another question. Well, I you think know, they work in every courtroom, but the ones in Keene. I, I don't know if that's true. Even Mark Stevens will tell you that, that you know, if you use his tactics, it could get you thrown in a, in a jail could. cell. Uh, but, rare. but what he points out is that the judicial system is nothing more than window dressing for what you're saying. It's, it's just a, it's something to give people something to believe in. It's, it's a distraction. It, is, uh, it has this aura of legitimacy. And it's very important to them. It's one of the reasons why they don't want you in there with video cameras in most places. You're fortunate, Mark. You're here in New Hampshire, where at least you can get a video camera in to record this nonsense. At least you've got a record of this, and it's going to go up at some point over at freekeen.com. If so J- other people if JJ can does see. it, sure. I'm I imagine he will, or he can get it to me, and I'll take care of it. But uh, we're going to get it online for people to see. And uh, But you have that. Most people don't even have that option. All around the country? We just got uh, – we heard from the Bartholomew brothers who were holding up a taxes equals theft sign. They went to, uh, to trial on that. They weren't allowed to have a camera in there. The guys down in Orlando who have been handing out stuff and being arrested for it outside the courthouse, they're not allowed to have cameras in there. So things are bad here, no doubt, no doubt, but they're worse in other places. And so hopefully we can change something about it because that's the ultimate question is what can you really do about this? What do I do about it is uh, the question you asked me before we went to the break, and I think we have to pay that tease. Um, the – 
first off, I can either duck and run like everybody else does. I can you mean pay the fine and pay the fines when you get the five dollar parking ticket. Put the five bucks in the envelope and slide it in the little box. They yep. make it easy as they could possibly make it here in Keene, New Hampshire, and you know it's not hard at all to pay them their little fines. They make it very very right. easy. And for five bucks, frankly, it isn't worth going to court twice, once for an arraignment, once for trial, and then sitting there. I mean, in several hours invested, plus whatever time I put put into filing motions and dealing with That's them on the telephone. That's what they want you to think. It, well, yeah. I, I, and I'm, I'm just making the point. It's, it's true. It's not, not worth it. But this has to be a long, you know, long-term goal. Or the other possibility is you take a car out and you park in one of those parking spaces without paying the meter every single day, and you inundate them with... Well, parking. hopefully it'd be more than one person. I mean, ideally, it would why be multiple would it, why people. Why would it need to be, be one, more than one person? Supposedly, because numbers fair, matter. Look, you get a fair trial every single but time, But because right? numbers matter. Remember, we had uh, a group of people go, gosh, several months ago. Allie, were you one of them? Or I know it was some of the ladies in Keene were involved. Cecilia, perhaps, uh, from your radio show, ladiesinkeene.com. But there were like three or four people maybe even five, who went through the police department all with parking tickets all at the same time here in Keene. I wasn't they, involved with that, but I heard about it. Yeah, and they all asked for their you know, supposed right to a trial for this parking ticket. None of them have heard. It's just been, it's been months now, and no one has heard anything about a trial date. Now, as I understand it, there's some rule that says if you don't get a, you know, if they don't prosecute within 90 days, the ticket has to be dropped. And that's true with uh, apparently with speeding tickets or with parking tickets or whatever. This is just what I've heard. No legal uh, scholar, and I'm only talking about New Hampshire. Certainly not anywhere else. But the you know the point being that they haven't heard anything, and it's been months. You think if they were going to schedule a trial date, it would have happened within a month well, or so. I think they came after me because I wrote a bo- blog post a few years ago saying you don't have to pay parking tickets mm, could because be. they have this messed up system that's uh, completely impossible to enforce. But you could, I could choose to wage a one man war on these folks by just not pay you know just keep on taking parking ticket after parking ticket after parking ticket to trial you know i could become a day trader and trade some uh, stuff you know pr- trade some bitcoins online and make some money while i'm sitting there all right toll-free number here tonight 855-450-FREE that's the SACL cai toll-free line you can join us here on the air bring up whatever's on your mind 1-855-450-FREE free talk live here on free talk live we've been pretty excited about the bitcoin it's a decentralized free market digital currency. You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Just dial in toll-free at 855-453-TONIGHT. Tonight here with you, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Allie here, courtesy of her radio program, Ladies in Keen. You can go to Ladies in Keen, that's K-E-E-N-E, to hear them. It's a once-a-week program done on Saturday, uh, Sunday mornings, and then a podcast out via your website, ladiesinkeen.com. All right, so 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Mark, were you really surprised today by the fact that you got railroaded in court? I mean, you had no. gone to court in a different town for a speeding ticket. You lost there, and uh, you got railroaded here. I mean, you know, you take stuff to court. You are going to lose, typically. Not every time. Um, I mean, you know, certainly... 99% of the time, I mean, it seems like. 
I don't know that the I don't, I don't know the statistics that you bear uh, that you have are are accurate, but I I understand where you're coming from, and I tend to. How many uh, wins have you had? That in court? I am not indicative of. For one, just ask. I'm not trying to necessarily win. I'm going there proving points. No doubt about it. I'm, just asking. How many wins? I th- so called zero. zero. I've I'm, had one. I've had uh, cases dropped, but not uh, n- no wins that I can think of. Okay, case dropped. That's kind of a win. Now, of course, we're we're using win with quotes around it because anytime you go to court, you've already lost. Uh, anytime a bureaucrat calls you or sends you a letter, you've already lost your time. How about um, being able to pay my fine with uh, community service hours, uh, emceeing at an anarchist event? You're telling me that's not some kind of win. Or, wait, when was this? For pork fest, that's how I got my. That's how I paid my community. I paid my ticket for, this the for speeding, speeding ticket? ticket. For the speeding ticket, I paid with community service hours. Those community service oh, okay. hours were done for a not for profit at uh, pork fest. But wait, that's you awesome. gave them cash today, five bucks. Why didn't you make the offer to 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 pay it with the uh, with like I, a community service hour? I was too hour. surly with them. Oh, you were angry, huh? They they got to well, you. They I mean, got to you. <laughs> the, the, I raised my voice. I'm not going to say I got angry, but the you know, I mean, yeah. The judge said, you know, essentially said that there would be no justice here today, <laughs> only the law. So, so here's what's uh, what's funny about all this is Mark tells me beforehand, I don't want you and your clowns there. Uh, as far as like bringing other activists in to watch his trial, guess it didn't really help you very much not to have people there to support you. Huh? I, who knows how it would have gone? But I think that you guys, <laughs> how could it have gone dead, worse? I think you're. Damage has already uh, been wrought. Up. The, the earth is it's salted. It's your fault, Ian. I that Mark were, lost. Today. I think people were disappointed. I'm not blaming Ian for it. <laughs> I do think, however, that the uh, that there is a bias in the. Uh, you know, do you do you would you disagree that there's a certain level of bias in the? Uh, anytime you anytime you rattle the status quo, they're going to to bring to bear against you. I mean, that's just how it is. You know, yes, of course there's a bias. Look at the way they write their reports. Look at a Demos report from copblock.org uh, where Judge Burke, this guy that lied to the cops to have on a, film, I mean, a, right, you know, a Demo Freeman lied to him on film to have him wrongfully arrested. He seems like arrested. a very nice guy to me, but I do not like what that what happened in that video. I like Judge Burke outside the courtroom. He's always friendly in person, but you know when he's the court, <laughs> then he's got his power thing going on. And you know, just look at his report where he refers to uh, free keeners or free staters. I mean, they have a they have a group mentality. The uh, the cop that ticketed me the other day that gave me the no trespass order on the side of the road, he asked me why did you make fun of me for smoking a cigar on the Keen Police fan page on Facebook, and I said what do you what do you mean? I didn't make fun of you. I don't even know what you're what you're referring to. I don't know what you're talking about. And he was talking about someone had posted, I guess, some sort of jab at him for smoking a cigar on the Keen Police fan page, which anyone can post on. And he said, why did you? Sure. But it wasn't me. And you knew it wasn't me. You didn't see my name on there and the, the list of people that commented. So... And this just goes to it's show the collectivism. Th- this this proves that uh, you know the free keen. My post on uh, free keen basically said you don't have to pay these tickets. And I think that to some extent that is a problem too for them. I think that you know if it wasn't you guys, it was certainly you know me writing a a blog post. Yeah, early they on in things, free keen, trying to do you a little favor of you know getting your it was blog, a good post and uh, you know getting your blog out there and that kind of thing. And you know I I think that this is it. And the only choice is either. Pay them their stuff and go about my life and try to keep my head down as far as I can or just get as many tickets as possible and keep on going and keep on going. But I feel like my day was wasted. I I feel like at some point it's okay just to say, hey, I'm just going to take the plea deal because 
your time's valuable and it's not always worth, you know, all the stress that comes with going to court. I would but, never blame someone for taking a plea. Deal. I would you never know, when either. You, when you're dealing with a, so my son's four, when you're dealing with a preschooler and you're trying to teach them things, what you don't teach them is after two or three um, times begging you that you're going to do something, that you do it. Because right. that only teaches them that sucker. persistence works. Yep. And I Generally that, it does. I think that that's what one teaches uh, the judicial system when one gives up and takes a plea. That they're, that is all they have to do is be per, tyrannical and persistent, and they'll get what they want. Right, and all people have to do is do what's in their immediate best interest, and in the long run, they'll keep getting screwed. And, and right, and that's what it's all about. What's in my best interest is to pay them their little five bucks every time I make a, mistake, yes. make a mistake, and to feed money into their meter and whatever. But if you look at it from a wider perspective, from the perspective of, hmm, what's it going to take to change this? Because... Ideally, that's what we want, right? I mean, does anybody want to keep getting parking tickets and speeding tickets? Do people really want that service? Because ideally, we want to change that. And if you keep going along to get along, it's never going to change. But if enough people refuse to obey in the same place, if you do it across the country spread out, not going to make a difference. But if you do it all in one place, then you overload the system and they have to drop charges. They have to change how they go about doing things because their system relies on your obedience. And as long as you continue to do what's convenient, then you're never going to you're never going to be more free. You always have to involve risk, in my opinion, to make significant change. And I mean, when, you know, even if you're going to the, the, the state house to lobby some people, there's always risk involved because they could decide they don't like you, that you're doing, you know, you're really effective at what you're doing in the state house. And all of a sudden they might. Find some violations with your business that you Department own Department of Revenue. Some, some, some. I think civil disobedience is great, but does it always require civil disobedience to get certain things privatized? Like, don't doesn't the government sometimes go into, like, they're so inefficient that they just have to turn over some sort of service that they provide to some happens private for, entity? It happens sometimes. Or yeah. do they, I mean, has there been instances where civil disobedience led them to say, all right, we're just going to privatize this? I don't know if you can draw a direct uh, parallel, but you can certainly look in the past at civil disobedience having a significant effect on how things uh, how things are f- shaped on into the future. You know, look at Gandhi with uh, with the, the salt in, in India and uh, Martin Luther King and uh, Rosa Parks and folks like that. I mean, seriously, civil disobedience is a valid tactic and it's one that can work. But I'm not even talking about civil disobedience as much as I am non-cooperation mm-hmm. and just refusing to go along with it. I mean, I think there's some real similarities between the two, but civil disobedience seems more of a uh, a premeditated action uh, that is intended to draw attention to an issue. Whereas if you get a parking ticket, unless you did premeditate the idea of going and getting the parking ticket, uh, it's not really civil disobedience. So, Mark, if you were to go out and make a big production of getting multiple parking tickets, that would be a civil disobedience campaign. But today it was a non-cooperation uh, I guess, episode, because you decided to not go along with just paying the fine and essentially taking a plea deal. Because that's whenever you pay your parking ticket, that's you're a taking plea a plea deal. Yeah. But if if you're going out of your way and and allowing yourself to be inconvenienced just to sort of I'm not even going to say spitefully but just to sort of make your point or you know just for the idea of not just rolling over for them then it seems sort of self-sacrificial I don't like the term sacrifice. I feel like the term sacrifice is that you're giving up some sort of value for nothing in return. Well, you're giving up your time. I consider it an investment personally in the idea of liberty because I feel like down the line, if enough people do this, then we'll have our return. We'll have our return on the investment, and that is that they'll leave people alone. 
They'll start dropping charges. They'll ignore enforcing certain laws. You'll get your return on investment if enough people put in. But if one person's just the only person putting in in your town, then they're just going to roll right over top of you. Well, if you're the only, if you're waging a one-man war against their parking, uh, you know, system, I'd be interested in how they're going to go about doing it. Because even if I, if I dedicated my time to doing this, and I'm certainly not promising to do that, but if I dedicated my time to doing that and getting myself five tickets every week and then bringing each one of those tickets to trial, mm-hmm. uh, they would, either, they would have to do. I, I guess if they're following the same pattern and they don't come up with some new system, you'd have to. They spent five hundred. They're going to combine bucks. the trials. If you do that, if you do too many of them at a time, they're going to combine the trials, which is why you, you can't can really say that do you don't. Alone. It's separate. It's separate instances. Nope. We're just going to we're going to combine them. They'll just show the evidence for each one of them, and the judge will make a ruling at the end. At, guilty, they, guilty, they guilty, 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 guilty. Five bucks, uh, five hundred bucks, getting that five bucks out of me. Absolutely. All I'm saying is, and they wouldn't even let me ask what the parking meter, how, uh, the parking meter lady, how many uh, tickets she would have given out. The amount really? Of time she was, none of this stuff. I couldn't make my point about how their parking system is unjust. You might have an appeal, Mark. I mean, because remember, yeah, I, had... I want to pay 160 bucks for the appeal for <laughs> right. the five dollar parking ticket. And go ticket. through filing all the paperwork and, and all yeah. that. Right? Can't wait for that. Give me some. So, give me some more. Eight five five four fifty free. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. Plus, uh, the State House 420, I don't think you guys got too deep into that. We could talk a little more about that. But also, there's news out there as well, including Guantanamo Bay, something pretty uh, important. Let's get to that coming up in hour number two at 855-450-FREE. Free Talk Live. If you want to move to the free state and you're looking for some real estate, well, I know a guy who's really great. It's the Porcupine Realtor. Do you want a home with 20 acres, a lakeside cabin, any takers for renters, buyers, and sellers too? Mark Warden is the guy for you. PorcupineRealtor.com This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want as we launch into the second hour of this program. The number is 855-450-FREE. And here with you this evening, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. 1-855-450-3733. Of course, it is uh, the 420 edition of Free Talk Live. We can talk more about that here. You don't have any bong hit uh, In a little bit. I'm not effects. prepared. It's not, the, it's not the appropriate segment for it because we're going to talk about people in Guantanamo Bay. And that is... Not a fun subject. That's that's really serious. Indeed. Because, I mean, it's really bad. I know, like over eight hundred thousand people are put in, uh, you know, arrested, put in handcuffs here in this country uh, every single year just for marijuana possession. I don't want to minimize that tragedy. That's a personal tragedy for everybody that's involved in that. But the, what's happening to the people in Guantanamo is way worse on an individual basis. Yes. Way, way worse. I think that's worse. a safe bet, yeah. And so what is the, the latest here, Mark? Because there's some uh, some fresh news. We haven't heard much out of Guantanamo Bay uh, recently, so what's going on? Right, and you know, Guantanamo Bay is out of sort of the public consciousness. There have been two Chinese Muslim detainees that were held for years without trial in a prison of, in Guantanamo. They were released in El Salvador this week. Um, the detainees, both es- ethnic and I never get this right. I knew how to say it one time. Urgers. Uh, and, you know, I mean, when you're talking about that, these are this is an ethnic group that's neither particularly liked in uh, Afghanistan nor China. 
and so they've just they just get it something terrible. Um, there were several, a couple dozen Ergers that were picked up, and I suspect it's because well, the United States military was handing out uh, bounties for any bad guys, and, any so-called bad guys. Yeah, so they'd capture these guys that were you know these this other ethnic group and say, hey, these are bad guys. So you said Turn them they're over. Chinese. Yes, Chinese okay. Muslims. And um, so, you know, they released them today. Now, the interesting part of this story, I felt, was that they had been uh, ordered to be released years ago. Oh, my. And the... Just uh, processing the paperwork here, (laughs) boss. Uh, Take us a few years. They didn't know what to do with them. Uh, they, you know, this, Are they essentially stateless people now? And that was pretty much it. They can't send them back to China because China doesn't like the Urgers. They certainly aren't going to send them back to Afghanistan because the Afghanis, Afghanis clearly don't like the Urgers. And apparently they sent some off to like Czechoslovakia or someplace uh, at, at one point. Al- <laughs> Albania, excuse me. And um, 17 were uh, ordered the remaining 17 released in 2008. The United States government struggled to find a place to send them. They uh, um, they couldn't be repatriated, as I said. And then early in 2009, the Obama administration came close to resettling them in uh, the United States, but dropped those plans after the uh, political uproar. Now, the court ordered them released, but the United States government wouldn't release them into the United States because of the public uproar. I mean... Come on. Wouldn't want to give them a chance at a good life after they've been screwed over. Yeah, I don't even know if these guys would consider the United States the the first prize. Who knows what they would have considered it. But if you have an obligation to release people, you can't hold them. Uh, It's crazy. Release them, give them a hundred grand is what I'd advocate for. If they've been, yeah, if they've been asked to be released and that means you've been detaining them for no reason you should say i'm sorry and ask them where would you like to go because we made a mistake right uh bermuda paulo and switzerland took in most of the other ergers but five detainees rejected offers to resettle in the countries that had offered um that had offered to accept them maldives and paul the three ergers who still remained rejected going to el salvador as well according to two people with knowledge in the matter i mean i can't imagine why these guys rejected but i mean it's just amazing um to me that years and years later the united states government doesn't have any obligation to release these guys on their own soil I mean, this is one of the problems with Guantanamo. If these guys had been in a prison on United States soil as they held prisoners of war in World War II, Mm -hmm. I know I was at a prison where they held prisoners of war in World War II. And uh, it was in Avon Park, Florida. Yeah. And uh, I mean, they would have had to just release, open them, open the doors and release them. But because they're in Cuba, they couldn't or open the doors. I mean, you know, what are they going to release them onto the compound there? Maybe they did. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Boy. What about the camps that the. Japanese people had to go into what they do when they ended that. Didn't they just let him go? Go home. Yep, just let him go. Wait, I thought you said they were released into El, El Salvador. They did, yeah. Okay. But they had rejected it initially, I right. guess. Right. They probably just forced him to go. My gosh. So that's in, that's there'll insane. There'll be aliens cross the border or something at some point. You know, we have on the on LRN.FM, there's uh, one of the parodies. has got this parody rotator that rotates through a bunch of Onion uh, Radio News uh, parodies. And there's one that's really, I think, prescient here. It talks about how the... The uh, Bureau of, you know, keeping Japanese people or whatever it was called back during World War Two, uh, they found out that they still had some of the prisoners from, from <laughs> back then and that they're just now being released here in, you know, 2012 uh, effectively because oops, they'd been forgotten about. The Bureau, Bureau was shut down and they just made an oopsie and those people just kept, you know, staying in prison cells the whole time. It's believable. 
like this government is that screwed up. They, well, they really forget, can do that. People stuff. get forget forgotten in prison all yes, the time. They do. And think about it for a second, folks that are listening to my voice. When was the last time you thought about the Uyghurs in prison? I didn't even know about them until tonight. Well, uh, we've talked about them on a sub, uh, several occasions. I don't recall hearing that term. Ian already forgot. Okay, it's Uyghur. About them. Okay, thank you for that. There you go. So your thoughts are certainly welcome at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. But it can't happen here. It can't happen here. You know, I like the uh, the Facebook posts that I've seen with the, the memes where, oh, look, it's Nazi Germany or East Germany. And meanwhile, in East Germany, I think is what it says. And then right. below that, it's like, oh, wait, that's the United States. And it's some man with a machine gun pointing at a red Jeep just standing at the side of his, you know, his vehicle interviewing him or something like that or standing guard. Just some crazy inspection point or one of the many, many outrageously unconstitutional and rights violating places in this country today. That people just mindlessly shuffle through, or maybe not mindlessly, maybe they think real bad things about it as they're shuffling through. Maybe they think bad things towards well, uh, the men that are doing that to them. I don't know what they think, but uh, you know, I, I think that people believe what they're told to a large extent. This is a free country, freest one on earth, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And it's just becoming less and less so every day. And hopefully that's it's, it's becoming not so. I mean, right. you know, it's demonstrably not so. And hopefully that's becoming more obvious to people. I mean, we know that people will contact us on this program and they'll say, "Well, before this year, I voted for Obama or Bush or whatever." And the, then they found the Ron Paul campaign, for instance, and maybe you got turned on to the ideas of liberty, and then from there found Free Talk Live or Ladies in Keen, uh, for instance. You know, different uh, ways that people get into this movement. Ron Paul, of course, out there doing a lot uh, to make a huge difference. And I know there's going to be a big event in Philly this weekend. He's still going. I mean, his campaign, they just what, they have a money him. bomb this week. They raised one point something million dollars in a couple days. I mean, not too shabby. So. I, you know, people are—they're still behind, and I think that they can uh, behind Ron Paul, and I think they can st- they can still get something interesting done. I don't know what it is, but I've never seen the ideas of liberty get so much press. So no doubt, whatever it is, it's worth it. Do I think that the next president of the United States will be Ron Paul? I, probably not, but. It'd be great. John Stossel has a new book out, from what I understand, and Johnson, who is one of the behind-the-scenes guys on the show, has been raving about it. He says he thinks it's a better book than Healing Our World, which is my favorite liberty book of all time. He says Stossel is even better, uh, this this latest book of his. So uh, I wish I could recall exactly what it's called for you, but I'm sure if you go to Amazon or rather go to shop.freetalklive.com and type in John Stossel, probably the first choice. Because that guy's doing a good job, too. He's out there uh, doing his weekly... Uh, television program the only sad part is it's on fox business network and not on a larger uh, television network but of course i'm glad it's out there yeah it can still be distributed via torrent and, and online as well and help people get these ideas into their heads certainly more people are encountering the ideas of liberty today than ever in the past at least in our lifetime that's for sure sometimes i and, wonder about how well they're being um, portrayed those ideas but you know well, what can you do? You can only deliver them the best you can. Right, right. So you can make your delivery the best, but you can't affect how other people deliver the ideas. You could try. I mean, you could try to give them suggestions as to how to improve, uh, but ultimately it's, you know, it's up to them. It certainly is. Hands. 
And so we were doing some of that outreach today, actually doing uh, doing it at the 420 celebration here in New Hampshire at Concord's uh, State House. And there were approximately, I would say, 100 people, but I'm terrible at estimating crowd size. It wasn't as large. Well, you do as, it more than most people do. It wasn't as large as it had been in the past. Maybe 150 people throughout the whole time that we were there. But eight five five four fifty free. Ali was uh, was in attendance, so we can talk a little bit more about what went on there. Plus, if you've got comments on Guantanamo Bay. I mean, are there people out there that think this is a good thing that, that Guantanamo Bay should just be able to hold on to people and for years. Just keep them there for years? Eight five five four fifty free. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You are invited to take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the features that await you there. Now, once again, freetalklive.com. We've got... Oh, wait a minute. Sight's down. <laughs> oh, boy. So this it's great, a, it's such a habit. Thing. What's that? This internet thing. It usually is it's pretty great. a passing fad. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's what they said back in the 90s. It's a great site to check out later on. It will work again, I promise you. <laughs> you know, wor- I, worst case, if it just keeps being bad, I can always just flip it to the Facebook page, but... Why haven't you done that now? I, just, I mean, I've been just, I've had my, hand, my hands full, man. It's not like you're that valuable in the show. Go to it and then oh, I'll take care of you. You know what? You got a burning can live sensation. With, can live without the website for a little while. They did radio before websites, Mark, and we can keep doing radio without the uh, the website. It will come back at freetalklive.com. And one website that is online you can visit at the moment is freestateproject.org. You can go there and learn about the movement of liberty-minded people, people that get it when it comes to freedom, people that understand that in order to be free, you have to allow others to be free. They're all moving to the same place, and a lot of them were at the uh, the Porcupine. Excuse me, they, they will be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival here in a couple of months. And today, a number of them were at the 420 celebration, which we can talk more about here in a moment. But go to porkfest.com if you want to learn more about how to get together with hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people all for the same week. Great excuse to come up and meet some of the people that can be your future neighbors here as part of the Free State Project. It's a blast. It's uh, camping. It's in the woods. It's a lot of fun. There's so many activities that are happening all week long. You can go to porkfest.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com, Free Talk Live Broadcasting Live, musical events, family fun, man, you name it. There's so much happening, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. Our phone number here tonight for you is 855-450-FREE. And we were talking about the Guantanamo Bay thing. You're certainly welcome to comment on that. What else do you say? I mean, these people are being kept captive. How many more they have there, I don't know. These people are being kept captive there. How long they'll be there, we don't know. When they'll stop, we don't know. Barack Obama promised to shut it down. That was a bunch of nonsense. It's still going. Will they build more Guantanamo Bays in other places, send other people to them? Who knows? Do they have them? Do they already have them is what you're saying? And so what do you do about it? Well, 
only thing I can see is to secede. I mean, get the heck out of this federal government. I think they should Guantanamo Bay and give it back to the Cubans. Okay, but that's not going to happen, right? Right. So, uh, so, you know, that's a nice fantasy, but the federal government is going to keep becoming more intrusive and more oppressive over time. There's no evidence that anything is going to change about the federal government. So... This brings us back along to something that Ali and I know JJ have been working on, which is the After Ron Paul campaign. Because there are a lot of people out there that are jazzed up about Ron Paul. A lot of people are finding the ideas of liberty through Ron Paul. But as you pointed out, Mark, some people are so jazzed about Ron Paul, they're going to hit a a brick wall if and when Ron Paul fails to get the Republican nod and win the election. It's kind of like this before the Super Bowl. One of the two teams, one team is going to win the Super Bowl and one team is going to lose the Super Bowl. There are, at this point, likely only three people who could possibly be, maybe four, could possibly be the President of the United States come, uh, you know, January the 20th, 2013. And one of the, you know, the, the other three are going to lose. So you need to be prepared for the possibility that Ron Paul's going to lose. What happens to the liberty movement at that point? Should somebody have a video ready for that day that Ron Paul loses the nomination or loses the general, whatever the case is? Certainly. And I think that it, it just helps people to see that this whole liberty ideas changing in society thing doesn't just stop when Ron Paul doesn't get elected. It continues. The liberty doesn't hinge on an election. That's that's sort of the point and something that people have to come to realize that your liberty isn't hinging on some election. It's something that is a result of the people around you sort of believing in an idea that, you know, people there shouldn't be even an option to take away people's liberty. That shouldn't even be sure. And if we can change if we can change our minds then we can change the world in which we live. Right. If people can leave aside the idea of the state can leave it behind with the the relics and the dust balls of history the stuff that we don't need anymore stuff we've outgrown mentally and physically yeah the, but, the uh, idea of the state this uh, you know a group of people being able to rule over others with the with know, no violence, accountability violence and violence and, no accountability. and uh, it's just that's what needs to change. And that's one of the reasons why getting people together in the same place is important. I know you're going to talk about that with after Ron Paul, because what you're going to see in a lot of places around the country, not everyone's going to see Ron, see after Ron Paul, unfortunately. But in the places where people don't see that uh, that video and they don't see what else is out there as far as the liberty movement is concerned, they may be stuck in this paradigm like you were talking about of, well, now we get to wait another two years or four years. And we can run another candidate for Congress or you know something like that. Or there'll be someone who will run for president. Rand Paul, he'll run oh, for president. That bothers me so much. People try to it, pretend as if Rand Paul is going to replace Ron Paul somehow. I just, I, to me, the, those people, those aren't the people that I'm going to try to get to come to New Hampshire necessarily. Not that they're not welcome. I'd or vote that, for Rand in a second over uh, the other choices that are out there. But the point being that everybody's just going to rest on their laurels and they're going to, oh, well, you know, we have to wait now four years before we can get active again. And then we'll run another campaign, raise millions of dollars. and we'll, I'll agree that that you know, is not the path to liberty. Right. And that's that's where I used to be stuck. I used to be stuck there, you know, thinking that all you could really do between elections was to do some outreach and, you know, maybe complain about some stuff that the government was doing. But there's much more that can be done. But the trick is you have to be around other people who are willing to do it. And I understand that uh, people in the Ron Paul movement are excited and they are jazzed about all the people that are in their area that are doing things. But the question is, what will you really be doing after the election? What will all those people who are Ron Paul people right now, what are those people going to do with themselves? Are they going to get really frustrated and just decide, bah, 
he didn't get the percentage I was hoping for because who knows what percentage he's going to get. Uh, even if he is, uh, you know, let's say he runs as a third party, maybe he'll end up with 5% or something like that. Oh, Ron Paul, he didn't get the percentage I was looking for, and so I'm so frustrated, or he didn't make it into the nomination, and so I'm so frustrated because we put so much time and so much energy and so much effort, and we overcame so many hurdles, and it costs so much money, and it was just an experience that was really taxing, and it is. No, it It is. is. Especially the more politics you do, the more it drains on you. And then they'll just say, well, you know, I think I'll just go and drink or play video games or, you know, do whatever it is, play sports or whatever it is that people do to pass their time. And then maybe they'll get excited by some some other candidate who's not Ron Paul because Ron Paul's supposedly done after this particular election. He's no young man. Maybe they'll find some other candidate who jazzes him up and it'll be four years later and they'll go through the same motions. And the, the internal Republican politicians, you know, the, pol- the policy wonks or whoever they are, they'll shut you down. They'll well, turn off the microphones. I they'll do know. all the stuff they're doing. I feel like the Ron Paul campaign, probably the very best thing it's done is give the Republican Party a real warning about uh, this this section that is you know, the section of the voting base that is available to them uh, you know the the fiscal conservatives that are the libertarian types people that are anti-war republicans they had a warning in 2008 uh, when people came it into was their a conventions warning. when they came into their conventions and they shut off their microphones and we know that all the same shenanigans are going on this time around they're doing whatever they can to you know change Trying the rules harder or, and looking more desperate no doubt about it. I don't have any uh, illusions, though, Mark, that this is going to change things on a national level. The fact that they've had a warning is not going to change how things play out in Washington, D.C. at all. The I Tea Party was a warning. Occupy was a warning. But it's indicative of something. It is indicative of something. But what? What's coming next? 855-450-FREE. That's for you to decide. Are you just going to sit there and watch? Or are you going to do 855-450-FREE? It's Free Talk Live. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want via the toll-free number 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy all the features that await you there, except the site's not working. So you have to be patient, but I promise you at some point it will be back. Actually, I did just forward the site to Facebook, so now if you go to freetalklive.com, it'll at least take you somewhere. It's better than nothing, I suppose. <laughs> um, but normally there's lots of neat features on our website, and it's all for free at freetalklive.com. If you're looking for gold or silver, go to gold.freetalklive.com. When you get, you can get the gold there in your hands and silver. Um, you can get it sent to you in your hands. Uh, Midas Resources is the uh, company we've teamed up with to bring you gold and silver. And you'll get it quick, and you'll get what you order, and you'll get it at some of the best rates you'll be able to find on the Internet. And when you buy gold from gold.freetalklive.com, You'll be getting, excuse me, helping Free Talk Live. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right. So we were talking about people being burned out after the inevitable burnout that's going to happen to people. 
after the Ron Paul campaign is over. And Ali, you've been working on a video with JJ to create after, it's called After Ron Paul, uh, where people will be informed as to what some of the options are. Uh, what are some of the things that they can do after Ron Paul? Because there must be more. There, there has to be a next step. Ron Paul is not the end. He's just the beginning on uh, many people's path to liberty. So you're essentially offering them a path. Some, right. Giving them, do. giving them something that can keep them preoccupied, keep the ideas of liberty going in their life and sort of their passion for it. They have somewhere to put that, hopefully in New Hampshire. <laughs> and Mark was talking about uh, sending a warning that uh, these... I did not say these... sending a warning. You said sending a warning. I said that there was... Uh, the... I'm sure you used that term. But okay. I did not. You did. You, <laughs> it was something you used, and then you began using over and over again, and as though I said it. it. picked up on you, but go ahead. That's, uh, that's right. I say, Just bring up the audio, and we'll hear it. I know we can't do that. We're recording right now. Um, what's that? I said we can't do that. We're recording right now. You got to uh, move on, sir. All right. So um, the fact is that, you know, the, the Republican Party is getting a wake up call. They're seeing that there's this great there are great deal of people out there that have these ideas. And sure, they you know, at this point, they're becoming more and more shrill trying to put them down. Well, we're, we're going to have Ali share with us a website from one Republican, a blog post, uh, what she thinks about some of these liberty oriented people coming into their conventions. And, yeah, maybe it's a shot across the bow or whatever, but ultimately it's not going to pan out into anything because the system is designed to work against you the system if you want to be of a liberty mindset and work within the system you're gonna have a real tough time as they're finding with these republican conventions where they're pulling out all the stops to prevent them from speaking and prevent them from voting or whatever it is that they're doing there's some sneaky stuff going on out there yeah okay maybe it's a warning but if you were to get those people together that love liberty all in the same place you wouldn't have to send warnings you could just win the elections you could just you know get your people elected to the democrats and the republicans all the executive boards or whatever it is they have in there inside their their uh, their parties and you could literally take them over if you had enough people in the same place but otherwise you're just going to be throwing stuff up against a wall and hoping something's going to stick and you'll get res- you know, well it's interesting to see what other people's perspective on it is and so ali why don't you share the blog post from lynn who lynn torgerson for congress is her the I guess, website she has. Mm-hmm. It's a Blogspot website. And you found this at the front page of freetalklive.com exactly. back when it was working. Right. It's not right now. <laughs> so she says, on Saturday, April 14th, 2012, I attended the Republican 5th Congressional District Endorsing Convention. There was a stage at the front of the room. Approximately six people were si- seated on the stage. Every person seated was a Ron Paul libertarian. Uh-oh. The convention was overrun by Ron Paul libertarians. More than two-thirds of the delegates were Ron Paul libertarians. When I... When I mentioned that there we were at the Republican convention, they laughed out loud. Uh, they began the convention. There was no opening prayer, not even a mention of it. <gasps> there was also no Pledge of Allegiance to the U.S. flag. How dare they? Then a man up front stood up and requested that we recite the Pledge of Allegiance. But alas, upon looking around, there was not a flag to be seen. Awesome. Then a clown. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> it gets better. Then a clown came forward, dressed in garb, with a very large hat that somewhat resembled a flag. In Wikipedia, wearing a flag is a form of flag desecration. Wikipedia states the following: uh, It increasingly, it is increasingly common to see clothing with the image of the flags forming a substantial part. This is of like the, the Muslims uh, that did, they won't allow a picture of Muhammad. I know. Uh, you know, yeah, a, it's like that. Isn't a it? hat that somewhat resembles the flag is somehow desecrating the flag. Mm. 
And then she lists Wikipedia's reasons for why someone might wear a flag in some other form than just on a stick. I guess it's traditionally done. She says, so this person, so it appears that this person was wearing the U.S. flag in order to desecrate our flag. <laughs> the clown in the flag suit then went up front and stood on stage. We were then led in a res- recitation of the Pledge of Allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. Stunning. To me, this seemed a further desecration of the U.S. flag and the Pledge of Allegiance. I refuse to participate. Well, that's interesting. Right. I thought that she it was funny that she, she refused to do the pledge because she didn't like how it was being done. Hilarious. Uh, so she's pretty upset, huh? She, she must have been just fuming. Yes. She says, later a vote was taken as to whether any endorsement of any congressional candidate was going to take place. A decision was made to do so. There were going to be three candidates allowed to speak. I was told a couple of days before the convention by... Uh, the chairman that I would be allowed to be unlimited would be allowed to have an unlimited amount of t- time to speak, and sh- she goes on to say like a couple of people spoke who she said they were libertarians and then so they she, gave her the short shrift. Yeah, she she says that which I don't like that if if that's, if true, that's true. I don't like you know not allowing each person equal time to speak because I think as people who support Ron Paul. I mean, I know how that feels when the person that I'm behind or the ideas I share with someone, they don't get time to speak like sure. everyone else. That's very frustrating. So we shouldn't, people shouldn't be doing that to other people. No doubt. Uh, thus, uh, she says she had to cut out two thirds of her speech during her presentation, as mentioned. It does kind of give uh, the Republicans out there, the mainstream Republican types, uh, you know, a little taste of what it might have been like to be a Ron Paul Republican mm-hmm. in 2008. Hey, lady. This is what it was like in Nevada. This is what it was like at the convention. This is what it's like to have a different idea than your stinking idea where you hold the flag and the Bible as the most important things on the planet. This is what it's like. Yeah, but you should lead by example. I agree. I agree. If she's telling the truth. This is, okay, so there's there's a difference between uh, sort of, this is, you know what this is? This is retaliatory violence. And there's times that it's effective and times it's not. This lady uh, was actually, she's being retaliated against as a group, not as an individual. And that's why it's inappropriate, I guess, is the, the what I should say. Well, she went up there and she had some words, I guess, that she must have known would be unpopular. She seemed to choose the what she thought would be most unpopular with this group. She says, the mention that the Constitution did not protect homosexual behavior brought jeers. I also mentioned, mentioned that Chris Fields has said that Saddam Hussein got a bad deal and he applauds Keith Ellison's representation of Ooh. Muslims. I don't know. <laughs> These are like probably local Republicans. Right. That's my guess. Uh, that he thinks our cherished U.S. Constitution is not perfect. So she thinks it is perfect, yes. I guess. The flag, the flag should not be worn because that desecrates it. And the U.S. Constitution is perfect. But to say the U.S. Constitution oh. is perfect is such a misunderstanding of the principles behind the U.S. Constitution. It wasn't meant to be held up as, I mean, it was meant to be held up as a barrier for the government, but it wasn't meant for the people of the United States to look at as the, the Holy, Holy Grail. Grail. <laughs> That's uh, what it's turned into. I mean, it's yeah. like Moses brought it down from Mount uh, Vernon with uh, George Washington. <laughs> I thought that's what did happen, Mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I guess I guess she just went up and gave her Republican spiel and the people there were sort of laughing at her. And she uh, cautions the Republicans. Uh (laughs) She says um, at the end, 
I think people need to laugh. By the way, before you go on, I think that people need to laugh at these aggressors. They, you know, if they're not going to change their mind, if they're they're not interested in listening to ideas of leaving people alone, uh, then eventually they're going to have to be laughed out of our lives. I I don't want to have anything to do with those people. And if they aren't taken seriously, boy, does that frustrate them because they want their system to be revered. They want to be a part of it. It's very important, and they want to feel very self-important about their their role and their involvement in it. And if you take if you make fun of the system or their role in it then that is just the worst thing that can happen from their perspective because you're destroying its legitimacy. 855-450-FREE. I don't mean to call names. I just mean to find things to laugh at the absurdities of this system. We're coming up. It's Free Talk Live. Become a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 per month. You'll get perks and you'll help us free more minds worldwide. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free and bringing up whatever you want at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. Enjoy the features on the site. On us, when it works, which is not right now, but later at freetalklive.com. You'll be able to uh, become a Free Talk Live amplifier and actually help us get Free Talk Live on more radio stations and maybe buy us at some point a better uh, internet server with some sort of redundancy. You know, usually what ends up happening is some some sort of calamity will happen with the server, but it'll only be a couple hours that it's down. Mm. So it's like, it's not the end of the world. It only happens once or twice a year at most. I mean, as far as the, the sheer number of hours that it's online for, it's not a big deal. It's you know, a little bit of a drop in the, the bucket. So Proverbial so bucket, right. Yeah. 99% um, of the time, we're up. But then today, you've got outage now for, uh, we have outage for approximately eight hours uh, at this point. More than more than eight hours. Uh, probably more like During uh, the ten, show, which is real bad. Ten hours, yeah. And so it's like, now it's like, all right, well, maybe we should get serious about looking around for other uh, server options. And uh, every time I look around for it, they're just so damned expensive. And the server that we have right now is really actually a pretty good deal. So if you have any suggestions, you can go to freetalklive.com, and that'll take you now to our Facebook page. Uh, if you've got any suggestions to what to do, how do you how do you get a redundant server? Like, what's a good service that'll solve this problem without breaking the bank? Is that a possibility? If you know that answer. Clouds. If you know that answer, well, you know, there's there's ups and downs to everything. I like the cloud idea, personally. I really do. I just don't know how affordable it is. So that's the question. So if you have an answer, if you're one of those tech-type people that really knows that stuff, got a recommendation, drop into freetalklive.com. It's our Facebook page. Just leave a comment there about what you think the solution should be because I don't know, and I have to turn to uh, the experts. So, And right now, my expert isn't answering his phone. <laughs> 855-450-FREE uh, is the number here. So we've been talking about this lady. Oh, and by the way, the AMP program, amp.freetalklive.com. When, when it works, you can get behind the show. So uh, we're talking about this lady, Lynn, somebody from somewhere. She is attending one of these Republican – it was a really long name for the convention. It was like the Republican nominating convention where people think about what they're going to do next or something right. you know, really lengthy like that, uh, quite a mouthful. And she's at this convention. It sounds like it's like a district thing, so it's probably just the people in her county. It is a district convention. Yeah, it sounds kind of small. And she's really upset because apparently there are enough Ron Paul people in her district to where they've basically taken over this, uh, this convention. Now, that doesn't mean we're going to see Liberty anytime soon and wherever it is uh, she is, Punxsutawney or whatever. 
and it doesn't mean anything's going to really change in the long run from a bigger picture on a national level. But boy, is it sure an indicator to her that something is wrong, and she is upset. So go ahead and share more of her blog posts. Yeah, she sort of uh, outlines what she thinks a libertarian is. And oh, great. This will be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> she says, this is what is going on in our Republican Party, folks. Please note that libertarians who actually have progressive positions want to eliminate the TSA, want to eliminate the Patriot Act, are anti-war, are pro-gay rights, don't want to protect life with legislation, have a pro-Muslim agenda... I don't know what that means. I don't know where she gets that. I think by she, when she says pro-Muslim, she just means they don't want to kill Muslims. Right. 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 You know, like Jesus said, love your neighbor and stuff. I'm pro anybody to have whatever religion they want. How about that? I just, I think it's strange that she's like kind of spot on on a, on a lot of her other ones, but then she uh, is hyperbolic on some of these ideas she has. Like she says they're pro-Muslim, have a pro-Muslim agenda, but then... Well, she does, they don't. They don't hate Muslim as much as she does. Muslims as much as she does. Right. She hates Muslims. She wants to uh, go to war against them. She thinks the TSA actually does something. Yeah. Right? Instead of uh, thousands standing around, this lady thinks they actually do she, something. She believes. She thinks that the violation of the Constitution with the Patriot Act is a good thing, and then calls the Constitution a religious document. The right. lady's insane. <laughs> I well, mean, she should be common. laughed at. She should be taken off the... St- Get out of here! She's common. She should, she should be Baker acted and put in for mm. 72 hours for observation. Well, I don't know oh, about gosh. that, Mark. That's probably what they want to do to you. Do the, uh, do the clockwork orange thing on her. Sit her in a chair. Pry her eyeballs <laughs> open and God. make her watch films. She's nuts. Please, please don't put this guy in charge. She says libertarians are generally anti-Christian. Don't want to support Israel. That is so Israel. not true. Although not I hear true. the Christians, some Christians complain about that. Yeah, there's, I think, a, an undue number of non-churched people and or atheists in the liberty movement. I think there's a larger number than pr- probably the Republican Party. What I um, am is anti-Pharisee, and this lady's a Pharisee. Yeah. Pharisees are people that believe that religion should be coupled with the government. Those are the folks, I mean, just take a look at the Bible. That's what Jesus was talking about. You know, people who are... <laughs> who are attempting to get into the government structure and enforce their religion on other people. You mean that's what Jesus was talking about, as in that's what Jesus railed against? Yes. Right. This lady is what Jesus came to get rid of. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, you know, I mean, and then she calls them Christians. That's pretty harsh. It's the truth. <laughs> I mean, just take a look at the Bible. Take a look at the Gospels. That's what they say. You know, he's upset with the Pharisees and the Sadducees, the people who are in the ruling class that are using their connections and their belief in of what uh, religion's supposed to be. He makes it simple for everybody. Love your neighbors, yourself, and love the Lord God with all your heart, soul, and mind. Yeah, I mean, it is pretty simple, isn't it? But yet, how can there be so much confusion around it? How can someone who has taught these things hate people? How can someone who's taught these things want to go to war? How can someone who claims to want to emulate Christ want to do those things? Because Because that's not what they're focusing on. They're focusing on... The, Fear is the, what they're focusing the part, on. That's what makes the church stronger. They go to church to learn about it, and then the church manipulates people. Some churches manipulate people in order to uh, keep attendance up because that's what's in their incentive. And it happens that fear is a really great motivator for some people. And it's also a motivator to support the church of the state as well. Uh, you know, that's what they're doing out there. They're whipping up fear. She's afraid of Muslims, this woman. She believes there's Muslim hordes waiting around the corner. They're just lurking and they're waiting to blow us all up. They hate our children and they hate Christianity and they hate everything about our freedom. And they, they've just been—they've been fed this 
nonsense. I mean, anybody who's who's read the Quran knows but you're it's saying not they've true. Been fedding it. They've been fed it. They haven't been fed it. They've eaten it. They've yeah. decided for themselves this is what they want to believe. They want it's to true. claim to have a religion of love and then hate their neighbor. They're not Christians. They're the opposite of Christians. They're what the Bible warned you about. They are the Antichrist. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. The Bible warns the about truth. all kinds of things, though. To say that there's one thing the oh, Bible warns Oh, I don't believe the Bible about. necessarily, but I've read it, uh, the, the New Testament, seven times and the, and the whole thing three times. I can tell you what it says. You're saying and it fits it, it says, to a T. Huh? Watch out at the end times. The, 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 the narrow path Clark is, is difficult to make. Now Dick Clark's dead. So like people are pointing out that 2012 is it because Dick Clark is not there to ring in the New Year. He brought the tablets down from Mount Sinai. So, I mean, here we Dick Clark did? Yeah. That's what wow. the Bible says. No, I, it's the one thing I haven't said about the truth about the Bible. I am just making a joke about Dick Clark being old. Uh, but, you know, I mean, it says that the narrow path is difficult and that most will take the, the low path because it is wide. Oh, right. I mean, didn't we just talk about that tonight, how most people will take the plea deal rather maybe, than go to Maybe court? she feels like this war is just the narrow, difficult path and that, you know, the reason it's not working out right now is mm. because freedom's a struggle that's and a great point. All the wrong, I mean, they people, twist it all the wrong people in the world have always had their reasons for being wrong. Sure. It's true. What else does she say about libertarians? Well, you know, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. She t- mentions how they want to legalize pot and prostitution. And yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, decriminalize, I think we'd prefer. But She's apparently not just afraid of Muslims. She's afraid of the Free State Project. She says, I read uh, an article in Mother Jones recently. It reported that... What the, is she reading Mother Jones for? I don't know. You gotta know thy enemy. <laughs> it reported She's conservative, that, so she needs to know. Well, I, I'm proud of her. I want to give her kudos for reading uh, you know, the, the competition sure. or whatever. I think it's great when people t- you know, take a minute, even if they don't believe an article or whatever, you know, take some time to read what the other side says. By the way, if yeah. she's reading Mother Jones, she's likely reading the article that was written about uh, keen activism in Mother Jones. Okay. So if it weren't for keen activism, she would not have this opinion. No she wonder says, she hates us. It reported that the libertarians did a study and concluded that given its form of government, that the state of New Hampshire would be the easiest state in the Union to take over. Then 14,000 libertarians moved to New Hampshire. It appears Woo-hoo! that a similar strategy... <laughs> awesome. Damn! We win! Where are they all? <laughs> she says a similar strategy is being employed in Minneapolis and the state of Minnesota. The so, state of right, so there's thousands of people moving to Minneapolis now, is what she's saying? <laughs> right. So 14,000 people moved, according to her. Now, by the way, anyone doing the smallest amount of research would have this gone to the Free State post. Project. This isn't an article. I understand that. She read an article about the Free State Project. I am and, just saying. And, you know, freaking, she could have gone to the Free State Project's website and actually seen that we're still under 12,000 people that actually pledged to move to new hampshire over a thousand people are actually in new hampshire so she's way off but I'm she's sure saying that there are fourteen thousand uh libertarians in the state of new hampshire uh they're not active it doesn't matter they're not they didn't move here for the free state project that which is what true. she's talking about and they're not active it's the idea behind true. the free state project is to move activists to new hampshire so they can get active 855-450-FREE the SACL cai toll free line but apparently it's happening in minneapolis as well and uh you know we haven't heard about the free, free minneapolis project 855 855- 453, you can take control. Hour number three is on the way, and it is 420. It's Free Talk Live. I am so excited about Porkfest this year. Porkfest? What's that? It's the Porcupine Freedom Festival, a fun and educational camping event put on every summer by the Free State Project. This year it's going to be happening June 18th to the 24th at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire. 
Okay, I like camping, and I definitely like freedom, but my budget is tight. Tickets are only $30 for the whole week if you get them before May 1st. Well, that sounds reasonable, but what goes on there? <laughs> what doesn't go on at Porkfest? There are speakers, family fun, dance parties, karaoke, a comedy roast, hiking, campfires, sports, a wedding, and all kinds of delicious food. But the part that I like best is spending time with other people who love freedom. Hmm, that's sounding pretty good to me. Where can I go to learn more? Check out Porkfest.com and make sure you spell pork like a porcupine. P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. Like what you see? Looks like a blast. Okay, I'm in. See you at Porkfest. While you're there, check out how you can become a VIP, very important porcupine, for a modest donation. See you at Porkfest. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up what you want. 855-453. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that await you there. Again, freetalklive.com. Here tonight in the studio with you, it's Ian. Allie. And Mark. Allie's here courtesy of ladiesinkeen.com. That's Keen, K-E-E-N-E, ladiesinkeen.com. You can go hear her radio show over there at your leisure. And I think your website's actually working, unlike Free Talk Live. <laughs> yes, it's reliable. I'm just mm. kidding. I did get lots of compliments today at the rally on Ladies and Keen on the radio show. Yep. Wow, cool. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. People are listening and they're really liking it. Someone said it was their favorite show. That's I don't great. know if they were just being really nice, but it sounded pretty... I mean, I believe that. Take the compliment. <laughs> yeah. So we were out at the 420 Mark. celebration today, and maybe you were as well, considering today is kind of a, it's kind of like a national or international, I think, holiday uh, for people. Of course, for those who don't know, 420 is kind of international code for the usage of cannabis, the smoking or the eating or the vaporizing of the cannabis product which results in people, in many cases, uh, actually having medicinal effects and being able to keep down medicine in the case of uh, folks with uh, certain maladies like AIDS or cancer, or perhaps it relieves uh, pressure behind people's eyes with uh, glaucoma or whatever. There's different uh, effects that this has on people with different conditions. And, of course, sometimes you'll see those folks coming out in wheelchairs on 420 to stand beside or sit beside their uh, they their have the most to gain they want to be able to use their medicine but they also have a lot to lose by coming out and uh, smoking at a, at a cannabis celebration because they could be identified they could be arrested I mean, this is one of the reasons why people don't want to come out and do things like civil disobedience because they're afraid of what might happen i mean we didn't have a thousand people in concord today it was maybe 100 or 150 people and i think that 150 is on the high side uh, so it was not a huge event. In fact, it wasn't as big as it has been. And I think that has to do with the fact that uh, the ball just wasn't really run with as as far as promotion uh, is concerned. And I think maybe some different people need to step up and, and do promotion for it more effectively next year or maybe later on this year because it's going to happen again in New Hampshire. 420 happens on April 20th and also on November 5th uh, as well. So it'll, it'll likely uh, be occurring again. But it was still a success. It was a resounding success from oh, all yeah. from all aspects. Uh, people were having a great time. No one was arrested. It's now our third year in a row of having 420 celebrations at the, the State House in New Hampshire with literally over 100 people each time uh, enjoying each other's company and uh, consuming cannabis right out in front of the State House. 
Of course, a lot of signs are being held, a lot of conversations being had, people walking through, just walking on in and just finding out what was going on. They didn't hear about it. They just showed up. Other people did hear about it. And, of course, a lot of people are there that we don't know. Those, when I say we, I mean those of us in the activist community uh, that, that moved here maybe as part of the Free State Project, for instance. There's a lot of uh, locals that show up at this, uh, at this event, people that are coming from all around uh, New Hampshire because they hear it through their networks and they hear it through uh, their friends on social networking and things like that. That's my favorite thing about this issue in particular is that it brings about a very diverse group of people. There were young people there, like from toddlers all the way up, all ages. And there was there was a girl there in a wheelchair. And, you know, it was just great to see all kinds of people coming together um, in support of ending drug prohibition. Yeah, and so a lot of specifically marijuana prohibition. Specifically marijuana. It's true that there were people there. I'm sure that would say we need to keep other drugs. Probably illegal. if you if you ask them, yeah, they probably are there. Uh, but you know, you got to start somewhere, and this is a good group of people. They're already right on one issue, and so great great time to outreach to them and bring more people under the ideas of principled liberty. The idea that if you love freedom, if you want to be free in your life whether it's to enjoy cannabis or to do whatever it is that floats your boat, then you have to allow other people to be free. And so that's one of the reasons why I always bring stuff with me to these events. I like to have flyers that aren't necessarily directly about cannabis prohibition. These people already know about that. And it's not like there's a bunch of people passing by in the street. This is New York City. So there's not a just traffic flow going by you can't really outreach to the average person there at this event unless they happen to be walking by and there just aren't that many people it's concord new hampshire you know population forty thousand. so i want to reach out to the people who came out to this event i brought out philosophy of liberty uh trifolds which is our brand new brand new trifold and if our websites were up you could go to tools.shiresociety.com and you could you could download that if you wanted and print it out at your favorite printer and distribute them locally it's an international flyer you don't have to be in new hampshire to do this so i gave you those have out to be able to speak english it's true although it could be translated uh so i gave those out to folks i gave out don't take the plea deal flyers as well encouraging people to not uh, cop a plea and, and actually clog the system and not only that but i also explained don't take a plea deal over a megaphone for anybody who didn't happen to get the flyer and we also had the shark uh, shark choir who sang uh actually everyone became part of the shire choir most most people uh were willing to sing that were at this event. We handed out Shire Choir song sheets, <laughs> which are also available at tools.freekeen.com when the site's working, but it's down. Uh, that uh, You think that's funny, Mark. It uh, is. Most people they're, were willing to think they were high. They're very funny. <laughs> and, well, maybe most people like to have fun, too. You know, Maybe they just like to they sing. Be. A lot of fun. people are more apprehensive when they smoke, Mark. It's, uh, it's certainly true. A lot of people become more shy and less willing to do something outgoing like singing chronic sure. Christmas carols at a state house. I would much rather have not had to lead that, but uh, I ended up having to take the take the lead on that because Jason Talley was not there. Normally Where was he's, the choir director? Normally, right. Normally Talley is there and he kind of handles the the Shire Choir stuff, so I kind of stepped up, and uh, Kelly Voluntarius helped out as well from Freekeen.com. So we got it done, and we actually ended up singing one song outside of the State House, then moving into the State House at that point, uh, where a large group of people, probably well over half of the crowd, came inside the State House. You came in, right, Ellie? I did not go inside the State House. You didn't? Okay, but JJ was in there. I know he was shooting footage in there. Yes. And so why didn't you come in? Uh, I honestly just didn't. I just want to stay outside because it was so nice. Oh, it was a nice day. And thankfully, a lot of people did come in. We had uh, a full circle of people standing in this kind of opening area where you walk into the state house, fairly large open area there. We had a large circle of people basically taking up the whole length of that area. Singing? And, hmm? Singing? Singing. Yeah. Uh-huh. 
So it was absolutely outstanding. Uh, people were having a, a blast. They seemed to really enjoy the song lyrics. They're a lot of fun. Uh, again, the Chronic Carol song sheet is available at tools.freekeen.com. This uh, is in the State House. That's amazing to me. Well, yeah. we did it last year. Mm, so something it's it's amazing each time and it's a lot of fun and everybody enjoys it cause try to imagine this at your state house if you're listening to me and you've ever been to one of the government bodies in your state capital which i certainly hadn't until um, you know in, in florida i never went i had never gone and you couldn't get in there and do anything like that you couldn't get past the agents at the door doing the security the, the security scanning thing because I was a you little might worried. want to blow the place up in new hampshire it's legal to carry a gun into the state house i saw someone do it i was a little bit worried because i when we were walking up there kelly went in first i held the door for folks and so there was like a point at which the crowd that was going in stopped and it seemed like security was probably in there saying something to them like oh come on keep going you know i I encouraged a couple people to go go in and they did so they kept moving inside finally but there was a little stoppage and i was a little worried that if somebody turns around at this point it could be disastrous Uh, but people did go in and we did sing and then afterwards i actually cult leader huh see you're a cult leader i'm a song leader directing people into the building Come yeah, on! So I We're suggested. Momentum here, I suggested that people go in. I mean, what's wrong with that? Somebody has to suggest these things, Mark. Otherwise, people aren't going to. They're not going to do them. And somebody has to lead the way. Sorry, that apparently gets to be me. It's funny. Uh, <laughs> so skinny little introvert from Sarasota, Florida. Yeah, that's just how it goes. <laughs> Reluctant cult leader. <laughs> anyway, and it's not a cult, Mark. Oh, that's right. It's not yeah. a cult. Everything okay. else is. Let, let me know what uh, what aspects of being a cult uh, it fits. Go ahead. People going around singing songs is not a cult. So afterwards, uh, I spoke out to one of the – after everyone was done singing inside, which, you know, takes about 10 minutes or so. Uh, I reached out to one of the uh, verbally to the man in the back of the room, a couple of uh, state trooper types standing in the back and indicated them because we just finished singing Drug War Cops are Raiding the School, which we actually sang earlier this week on this program on Tuesday night. Uh, we sang that song, actually sang it once outside and then did a, uh, an encore inside just so the people inside could hear the song. And I suggested to everybody that they give the cops a hug on the way out uh, the door. So a number of people sure, offered dying the, for that. the police a hug. Actually, Kelly got a, a hug from somebody. Kelly could get a hug from him, yeah, sure. So, so that was great. <laughs> it, was a huge, it was a huge win. The day was absolutely Not as huggable as you are, Allie. I'm sorry. And I was amused when uh, some teenage girls told me they thought I was a cop. That's always <laughs> 855 That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's the two-way radio, I think, with the sunglasses. Free talk live. <laughs> This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves here at 855-450-FREE. It's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Enjoy the website when it works, which isn't right now because we're having serious technical difficulties. Apologies. If you go to freetalklive.com right now, it's going to take you to our Facebook page, which does have instructions for how you can listen online because our live stream is back. Uh, It was down earlier by coincidence. and now it's back. So you can go to freetalklive.com and get that information off our Facebook page. Thankfully, our advertisers' websites are still online. That's right. You can go to manventureoutpost.com and browse through their expansive 
selection of name brand uh, outdoor equipment, whether it's camping, hunting, survival, or shooting gear. They got bug out bags ready to go. You can buy them right there. Um, name brand knives and ammunition. Scopes, binoculars, laser sights, tactical flashlights, fish finders, boating equipment, and best rates that you're going to be able to find on the internet. Uh, ManVentureOutpost.com. They're family-owned, members in good standing of the Better Business Bureau. And you can get an additional 5% off with coupon code FTL. Get it quick. Get it from ManVentureOutpost.com. All right. So uh, maybe you want to tell us about your day as it was 420. A lot of people celebrating around the country with uh, cannabis smokeouts going on all over the place. Of course, we read you the news about the Colorado campus that was attempting a crackdown uh, to prevent people from being in their common area. I actually haven't followed up on that. I wonder if anything happened in Boulder. I think it was Boulder uh, campus. We can check on that here in a bit. But Craig's on the line listening in New Mexico. Craig, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Allie, and Mark. Good evening, Ian, Allie, and Mark. How are you? Craig, what's on your mind tonight? Okay, um, I have a couple of questions for you guys. Okay. Um, first of all, at the beginning of the year, I lost my partner and shortly after lost my job. And no, I'm not going to tell you a big long sob story, but it got me to changing a lot of the ways I view the world. And I've been reading up on libertarianism and in particular uh, the free state movement. And the question I have for you guys, and it's one I've been tossing around in my head, is do people who are libertarian-minded, do they discriminate? I mean, I have prejudices. I think everyone, if they go through a period of self-examination, has prejudices. But do I owe it to myself if I'm going to embrace um, a libertarian viewpoint to try and balance out the pros and cons? I mean, I can read things on the Internet that support my views, support my prejudices. I can read things that contradict my prejudices. Mm -hmm. It's really part of embracing uh, libertarianism to divest yourself of these things or to try and build up your your viewpoint to the world around the feelings you have. So, are libertarians prejudices um, in certain areas? Is that the question? Yeah. Okay. Well, I'd say that everybody's prejudice um, is the first you know answer to that. And what exactly is prejudice? Like, what are you prejudging? Uh, judging. What are we judging? Generally, it's referred to like regarding race or gender, but I mean, yeah, that's a good question to clarify here. Sexual preference. Uh, uh, race and gender are obvious examples for the sake of conversation. But I mean, prejudice can, you know, I, I mean, I've been thinking of things like, you know, do I prefer Windows or, or Mac? You know, but I've really been examining many different things in my life and, and really trying to break down what preconceived ideas I've had on racism, on sexism, or on on politics in the United States. You can probably tell from my accent I'm not from this country originally. And I'm just wondering if, if as a libertarian, it would be worth my while to try and embrace the things but previously, I may have had a prejudice about. I think it's always worthwhile, whether you're libertarian or not. I mean, I don't like that term myself. I prefer the term voluntarist. 
Uh, but I think it's always worthwhile, whatever your political perspective is, to embrace tolerance, to, to, well, to embrace tolerance towards others and allowing. Because there's kind of like two different levels. There's tolerance and then there's allowing. And uh, and I think it's important to ultimately, if you love liberty, to allow others to be free. It doesn't mean you have to agree with it. It doesn't mean you have to em- embrace it necessarily for your own life. But you should feel good that others are feeling good about what they're doing, what it, whatever it is that they're seeking out in life. As long as it's not hurting another human being, then you should feel good that those people are getting what they want or attempting to. And I think that that's just great. I think that, uh, you know, what sometimes I'll have thoughts come into my head that I'm like, whoa, where does that come from? Like, I'm not that person. That's not the person I want to be. But maybe it was planted there by popular society. Maybe it was planted there by a relative when I was growing up. It it might be helpful to go back and try to remember where you learned that idea. In the first place, I don't know if I could possibly. I mean, you hear so, you hear prejudice from so many different places. It would be impossible to really, uh, at least for me, to specify because it wasn't my parents. I know it wasn't my parents that uh, that did it. So where does it where does it come from? Where do those thoughts come from? And uh, I, you know, I'm I'm just. That's just how it is. I just have to put them out of my mind and move forward. Similarly, like sometimes I'll think angry thoughts, and I don't want to think angry thoughts, and I don't want to think violent thoughts. Uh, but these things come. I mean, I'm sure I'm not alone like that. I don't know what you're talking about, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> so does that answer your question, Craig? Yeah, I think it does. Just just one follow-up to that, if I can. Sure. And that, that would be the... Uh... Right, I lost my train of thought. That's all right. It happens to the best of us. It oh, is 420, okay. after all. Okay, here we go. It, uh, yeah, yeah. Sadly, none of that around me at the moment. Um, okay, for, for example... Um, yes, sir. If if I if I disagree with a a, a political cause or, or let's say a social program like aspects of a welfare program I disagree with, mm-hmm. should I therefore uh, try to separate the program from the people actually receiving and embracing it? Oh yeah, um, you know I, I, mean- I think that's something I have a lot have a lot of issues we're trying to sort out sometimes you've got to understand we all live in we all live in this world as it is today and clearly some people don't think the way we do so if you are for instance you've got uh you know some kind of uh, mental handicap and makes it so it's uh, very difficult for you to keep a job or you can't work or whatever yeah Mm -hmm. in a free world people would be able to get Money from charities and things like that. Their their lives would they'd be taken care of in whatever fashion they were taken care of in a more free world. But currently, a lot of people's uh, expendable income is taken up in taxes. The average individual pays taxes at like forty to sixty percent of their income yeah. is paid in different kinds of taxes and eaten up by government regulations and these kind of things. So, uh, you know that that money is not available in the marketplace. It's wasted. It's inefficiently used, and therefore those people can't get that money in other locations. So they have to get it where they can get it. Yeah, that's a really good point. Lastly, before I go, you were talking about aspects of cults before the commercial break. I would say being a Mormon and having God tell you he wants wants you to wear church-approved magic underwear (laughs) 
And how do, you, how do you make a promise to do so and then you're taught that it will protect you is a sign that you might you be might in a cult. You might be in a cult. Thanks, Craig, for the call tonight. Well, that's again, you know, brings up the question of, well, when do you become a religion? When does a, a cult become a religion? And isn't religion just a nicer word for big cult? 855-450-FREE. At least organized religion. I think that there are obviously religions, religious belief systems that don't involve uh, cult factors like charismatic leaders and things like It'll that. It'll protect you from soiling your, your outer garments. Toll-free toll number is 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the latest on the Boulder thing. Coming up. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number here is 855-453-SACL-CAI toll-free line. Were you on the University of Boulder, Colorado campus today? If so, would really love to hear from you as to what the real story is, what happened, because we know that they were going to try to stop people from coming on campus today. As in the past, there have been over 10,000 people in the quad, the open-air portion, I guess one of the open air portions of the campus, and have been smoking cannabis in the past, and the, the university was pulling out all the stops to put a stop to this behavior, and we'll tell you more about what happened ostensibly. We'll pull the reports from two different news sources to give you the, uh, the scoop here in moments. So we've been talking about this band, Raja Mojo, on the air for quite a few weeks now, and it's been, as a result, uh, uh, they've been rising up the charts at CDBaby.com. CDBaby.com is a website where people can go and get music at 79 cents a download. Raja Mojo has four songs, so for $3.16, you can go over there and promote liberty-oriented music. I want you to try to imagine, for those who have been in the liberty movement for a few years, you know, and wanting to have liberty-oriented music, what it must be like for people who, uh, you know, go to CDBaby.com and having... Well, in the political category, actually, the Raja Mojo's uh, you know done very well in several of the, the categories. Seven, number one in seventies rock, uh, number one in intelligence dance music, uh, number one and two in retro rock. But go to the political category and see positions one, two, four, five, and six filled up with liberty-oriented music. All of Raja Mojo's songs are there, and Jordan Page is there too. Half of the top ten is liberty-oriented music. A few years ago, this wasn't even possible. And frankly, if if people, it's because listeners of Free Talk Live have gone and uh, you know bought the, the the songs there that has made this possible. It's and so Raja Mojo wants to thank everybody who's uh, uh, you know subscribed to their YouTube channel and purchased the songs over at CDBaby.com and left positive comments on YouTube and CD Baby, and they want to thank everybody for that. But I also want to remind you, look. The last people have already bought the songs. If you want liberty-oriented music to continue to be 
at the top of the charts so the people who go there looking for music see it then you need to go and you need to buy the songs and make the comments now at youtube.com it's raja mojo at cdbaby.com it's raja mojo all right so uh we've been uh, talking about 420 it is the uh, 420 april 20th it's commonly known as a day in which people celebrate the use of cannabis as a, a very safe alternative to some other drugs out there. Far safer than alcohol, which is a, a legal and very hard and dangerous drug that many people die from using or get sick from using. And as has been pointed out, you cannot overdose from cannabis. It is just not physically possible. So it's a much safer drug. Uh, people celebrate it for various different reasons because perhaps they use it for recreational purposes or perhaps they use it for medicinal purposes. Or maybe they're, uh, they want to grow hemp. Maybe they want to create products from this, uh, this wonderful crop. There's so much to this issue. And we're not going to re- rehash <laughs> any of it uh, here tonight. But we'll be sharing with you a couple of different news stories to really give you a look at the way news can be reported and have huge a huge skew a really inaccurate skew according to the mainstream media the big media in this case cnn.com remember we had talked about prior a few days ago talking about how uh, the university of boulder colorado campus normally is host to a huge marijuana smokeout on 420 like the biggest that i've ever heard of 10,000 people in one Tremendous. place huge the photos of this event, you can just see this haze over the crowd. It's incredible. <laughs> and so the university got serious. They decided they were going to lock down the campus. The school closed the campus, according to CNN, to outsiders and spread an unpleasant-smelling fish-based fertilizer on the quad before enclosing it in yellow police tape Nasty. and stationing police officers around the perimeter. Now then, let me give you the two headlines here. CNN.com. Colorado public pot smoking event snuffed out. Now then, according to the competitor, the local timescall.com. So it's a local Colorado-based website or paper. I'd be more likely to, to believe that. Headline, hundreds march onto CU Boulder campus, light up for 420 protest. Those are pretty radically different headlines, aren't they? But they they could speak to the same thing. I mean, if you're talking about 10,000 people coming previously and only hundreds marching onto the campus, you're talking about an entirely, you know, I mean, snuffed out? Okay. Let's get to the article then, and we'll see if they are talking about the same thing. CNN. Steps taken to thwart a public marijuana smoking event Friday at the University of Colorado appear to have worked. Protesters who gathered at a quad on the campus for the customary 420 light-up time dispersed without an apparent toke. You know, I think first that, paragraph. I think you know. I think a lot of these major media organizations take press releases and reprint them. In the past years, the Norland Quad Campus. They're going to talk about how that drew drew ten thousand plus people for the event, which happens on four twenty. They spend the bulk of their article talking about four twenty and the potential uh, origins for the term. They go on to talk about how so it's fun to talk about, but really, you know, nobody knows. They go on to talk about how the university is cracking down. Hours before the planned event, three students who crossed police lines and went onto the field were led away in plastic handcuffs. Now remember, they've closed the the uh, the entire school to the public, so in order to get on the campus, you'd have to have some sort of student ID in the first place. So only students could be taking part in this. Several hundred students gathered around the quad as the time approached. A man began shouting into the crowd, becoming its de facto leader. When asked his name, he replied, it doesn't matter. All right, it's 420. Who's ready to get weird? He shouted. The crowd cheered. Who's with me? He called out. Another cheer. 
The crowd seemed to expect him to light up a joint, but instead he dashed under the police tape and ran across the quad as police gave chase on foot. None of his encouragers followed. So hundreds of people ostensibly surrounding this quad. One man runs out into the center. Police nabbed him, carted him off in plastic handcuffs. Their leader gone. No one in the crowd seemed to know quite what to do. No one could be seen smoking marijuana. And by the less legendary time of 4.30, the crowd had gone on their way. And they go on to talk about uh, the 420 event and its origins. Uh, Then they quote a university police spokesman. Ryan Huff said the smoke-ins have become too dangerous. He said, quote, it's hard to keep track of that many people high on marijuana. I love that. I love that. I mean, they've got all those people on this university. I mean, these university campuses, state universities, major state universities can be tremendously large. I mean, bigger than most many cities in the United States. These Mm -hmm. things are huge. But suddenly they smoke marijuana and it's reefer madness. I got news to you, pal, for you, pal. Just as many people are high on marijuana every Every other day. Every day on the campus. Absolutely. They're smoking up in little alcoves and inside their rooms and wherever they can. But he probably wouldn't know that because it's not like it's really obvious when someone's high like how could you not know but 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 how could you not know as like campus security how could you not know marijuana's rampant across your campus i mean you are making bus fairly often of college kids for smoking it because just you know they'll be silly job to believe that they catch every marijuana smoker so, all right. So, but you got the gist of the uh, the article, the piece from CNN. It's no, pathetic. nothing happened here. Look, all those kids they got they uh, gathered around. One of them ran out. He got busted. Three other kids got busted earlier in the day for crossing the police line. The police snuffed it out. Not a one person smoked pot. That was the the viewpoint from CNN.com. Now we switch back to TimesCall.com, the local article. A group of several hundred people marched onto the University of Colorado this afternoon in protest of the administration's decision to close the Boulder campus, the public, on 420. And many defiantly lit up at 420 p.m., as has been tradition for at least the last 10 years. Huge different first paragraph. The first paragraph in CNN says no one smoked. And this piece, it says many defiantly lit up at 420. Well, it said hundreds went on campus, and it said many lit up. And there's photos here, by the way, so there's proof that people were smoking at this particular event. So what really happened? What really transpired on this campus? I believe that one of the pictures. Where were they, though? That's the question, because according to CNN, they weren't in the, the quad. Turns out they went somewhere else, and it wasn't a secret. CNN just didn't report it. Hmm. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll give you more details on what happened on the Boulder campus here in moments. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Moments remain. Might be able to sneak your call and thoughts in here at 855-450-FREE. 
1-855-450-3733. Here with you tonight, Ian. Allie. And Mark. Inviting you to our website, if it were working, but it's not. In the meantime, you can uh, go to freetalklive.com. It's going to take you to our Facebook page, which I don't know how long the site's going to be down and out for. Hopefully, it'll be a backup by tomorrow morning. There's some serious changes that need to be made uh, that uh, we can't even get into it right now. So we're working on that. Uh, but if you go to freetalklive.com, it should take you to our Facebook page. Later, I will post the archive link to the Facebook page. So if you are somebody who listens online, you'll still be able to get the archive for tonight. And although if you are somebody who listens to the podcast, you're going to have to go directly to our Facebook page to download the archive. It's just not going to deliver it because the podcast is hosted on our website, which is down. So bear with us, freetalklive.com. All right. So we're comparing some really drastically different news coverage uh, stories from today and the Boulder, Colorado campus. There was big headlines a few days ago about how the police and the campus are going to crack down. There's over 10,000 people that showed up and smoked pot. A bunch of them, probably most of them, just townies, not actually people that go to the college. People coming in from all over the place to gather in a place where, you know, they feel safe. If you've got numbers around you, you're less likely to get arrested. Sure. So 10,000 people started feeling pretty safe because this has been going on for a decade where people go to this North Quad, part of the Boulder campus, and uh, they smoke up at 420 on April 20th, and they've done it for a decade. Well, this year they decided they were going to put a stop to it. The campus put down, like, fish fertilizer. Yuck. They put up uh, police all over the place. They were restricting the entrances of the school to prevent people from coming in who were not actually students on this particular day. And then they had police tape actually around the quad. So they were restricting students from even crossing through the quad throughout the entire day. So no one was allowed in this ostensibly public property where quads have historically been uh, on campuses, these places for free speech. Quads have been places where you can set up a table and you can, you know, petition and you can do stuff to reach out to folks. Historically. Not today, though, (laughs) because they wanted to stop people from smoking pot. So the first uh, article that we shared with you is from CNN, where it basically says protesters who'd gathered at the quad on a campus for the customary 420 time dispersed without an apparent toke, and then goes on to get into detail how no one smoked. But the other story from timescall.com, local reporting, says, yeah, absolutely, many people smoked, they say. CU police estimate the crowd totaled about 700 people, 300 gathered on the field near Duane Physics and another 400 watching around the edges. In years past, up to 10,000 smokers have filled the North Quad, or Norland Quad, rather, which this year was closed entirely. Uh, So it's not as many people, but then again, they locked down the entire campus and would only allow students on. So there weren't as many people that could possibly have come to it. Police made three trespassing arrests and issued 10 tickets for trespassing and one ticket for marijuana possession. Oh, that's a real take, huh? Ryan Huff, the spokesman for these, I wonder what the cost of this uh, this law enforcement show of force was, and uh, what the, what they get uh, eleven tickets here. The group initially gathered at Central Park, uh, which I guess is not technically on the the campus, or at least it's not where they were originally. You know, it's not that the area was being cracked down upon. So they gathered elsewhere, and then they made the march at about three o'clock up toward the university. They walked through the streets of uh, the university before entering the campus near the education building. Police did not stop the group, which included non-students, as they walked onto campus. So it was just too many people. They overpowered uh, the police checkpoints at the entrance uh, to the campus, and a group of uh, people, maybe they weren't students they say that some of them weren't uh walked up they were chanting uh whose school our school 
we had songs today. Songs are so much cooler. We yep. in, in our Concord 420 uh, celebration today. There were lots of songs, not chanting. No chanting, actually. Yeah, I've, this, some of the some of the chants really just don't do anything. There's some kind of you know thing going on online where I'm hearing uh, you know different people you know arguing back and forth, and one person pops in with, "We are the 99 percent." So does that mean? The group approached the quad but did not try to access the lawn when they encountered police. They instead moved to the physics lawn between Dwayne Physics and Baker Hall where the countdown to the smokeout ensued. So, according to this story, they just went somewhere else. Oh, okay. Well, the cops are guarding that. They got That's all this right. nasty. We lost. We weren't at the fish... Place. The, the fish fertilizer, like, all right, well, let's go over here where this other lawn is. And that's what they did. Uh, the smoke out, uh, the countdown ensued. A, a boulder- lot of times the uh, the fish fertilizer is uh, fish emulsions or something like that. And it'll be the, you know, to some extent, the de- decaying bodies of fish. But mostly it's just their poo. Alex Hessel is a Boulder resident, but not a student, said an officer threatened to arrest him as he walked onto the campus, but ultimately did not stop him from attending the smoke out. He says, I feel I, I didn't feel I was breaking any laws. We have the right to peaceably assemble. Daniel Schwartz, <laughs> an Occupy Boulder protester. Only who was, you've got 10,000 people with you. Well, they did it with hundreds, and they hundreds. made it work with hundreds. You okay, don't have to hundreds. have thousands. You just need, like, 50 to 100 to get the thing started, and then other people can, can join in. The more you have, the better, though. And so an Occupy Boulder protester who was leading the march for much of the afternoon said, while the crowd was not as large as in recent years, he considered the day a success. And that's how I feel, even though it wasn't as big this year as it was last year. That's just a failure of promotion. It wasn't. It didn't mean it wasn't a success because no one was arrested. At least at our event today in Concord, they did have an arrest for marijuana possession here, as well as for so-called trespassing on their quad. Uh, he says, "See, you tried to stop 420, but we just had it." According to CNN, they didn't. Hmm. Let's go to you and your thoughts. Viper is listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Viper, you're on Free Talk Live. How you doing? Oh, it's on your mind tonight. Uh, well, I, I didn't really know when I called because uh, I was trying to get the archive and then I went to this website and that website and well, I couldn't find you people anywhere. So I thought, oh, shoot, Ian's in jail. So <laughs> I called. The Internet's broken. <laughs> no, not today. Just a uh, just a server crash. Uh, so I appreciate the concern. It should take you now. If you go to freetalklive.com, it should take you to our Facebook page and I will post the archive uh, there for tomorrow. All the archive links still work if you know what they are. And when I post one later, if you want to get a past dates archive, you just type the just copy the link and then type the exact date in over top of the, the numbers that are on the link I'll post. And you can still download anything you want. All those are being hosted separately. And our podcast host has not gone down. So thank you for the gotcha. concern. I've, I've done that to get the, to get the, the podcast from uh, uh, I don't remember the name of the site that you linked to there, but I've done that. Viper, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing hey, from hey, you. Hey, hold on, hold on. Quick, quick. About, yeah, I had a thought about the uh, the uh, marijuana thing. Go, go. Um, I, it really kills me that there is so much angst over this marijuana. And people, uh, you know, drink alcohol until they're half dead every night. And, you know, I, I had to, you know really get serious about finding a decent job. So I quit smoking marijuana, mm-hmm. and I wanted a way to alter my consciousness, so I started drinking instead, and it sucks. Yeah, no doubt about it, Viper. I appreciate that, and thanks for the call tonight. Let's get uh, back here to a little bit more about what happened in Boulder, where, according to CNN, nothing happened. 
<laughs> Nobody smoked pot on Boulder campus, according to CNN, but according to local paper, which actually has many photos. And by the way, there's a lot of cops uh, lining this quad area where they were preventing Getting people paid overtime, from accessing. Trucked in. That sounds more like a disturbance to the school than just some people out in the concourse smoking pot. You mean the police being there? Uh, Absolutely. I think it's all the disturbance. I mean, you know, I think they have a valid argument that that many people. Oh my and- God! It's people hanging out, getting high at a college campus. It happens every single day. It's just that they happen to happen to have it in a large group on one day. I Big think the cops deal. are a disturbance. I think that they, the, the, you know, the, the events are disturbance. There's no whatever. way that people They're being probably the, best served by just not having classes on that day. I would tend to agree with you there, Mark. That's probably true. But they went ahead and they had classes anyway. So according to, and by the way, if you're in class, then it's not disturbing you because they're out there. You're in your class. Uh, 10,000 people that is relatively close, I think it's probably going to be noisy. One uh, sophomore who's apparently a prude, uh, Ariel Baker, said, It's not going to all just end in one year. I'm glad to see the university took the first step. Because darn it, learning's so important. I can't possibly learn with those pot smokers out there smoking their pot in the, the field. Boy, they had to comb the university for her. There right. The Young Republicans <laughs> Club got her. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I had a feeling that we ran into a few of them today coming out of the state house. There was some stuffy-looking uh, people coming out of the state house today. I was offering them all flyers, like just Chronic Carol song sheets. Uh, and a couple of the ladies and this one guy came out, and they just, you know, they looked very conservative, and they were not interested in taking the information from me. So those people do exist. But according to the news here earlier in the afternoon, CU's crackdown on the 420 marijuana smokeout netted its first arrests as police took three students into custody. So they were totally cracking down on uh, this one area, but they didn't do anything, and they couldn't do anything because they'd, they'd put all their resources into the quad. So when the hundreds of kids decided, or students and, and locals, decided to go over into this other field between a couple of other buildings on the campus... Well, they were like, uh, what do we do? We, sure. We've got all of our police line and our authoritarians here in this other field. What Smelling are we going to do? fish poop. We, 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 can't leave, <laughs> right, we can't leave this field. If we leave this field, they might come over here, and we can't uh, take some guys over from this field and put them on the other field because then we won't have enough men. And they, they were screwed. They were outnumbered, and they couldn't do anything about it because numbers matter. And CNN lied about it. And CNN, boy, were they dishonest. Wouldn't they want a story about defiance? That's no. more interesting than what they wrote. No way. They want their state media. They mm. want a story where the state wins. Shows where their priorities are. Police have won. No one smoked, according to CNN. Hope you had a good 420. See you tomorrow. Freetalklive.com. Available now, four new songs from Raja Mojo. Raja Mojo. That's R-A-J-A-M-O-J-O. Raja Mojo. I am mad. Dirty ass. Take away everything you can get. Keep them all with this affordable plan. I call it democracy. I Everybody knows the game is rich. The poor stay poor, the rich stay rich. Four new songs from Raja Mojo. Buy them today at Amazon, iTunes, Napster, and at a discount at CDBaby.com.